All right, y'all, get ready. The July 11th, Tuesday episode of the Robert Scott Bell Show is about to commence. And that will include my good friend going back so many years. I'm so excited to have him on today. Frank Cousineau from the Cancer Control Society's uh, their annual event, 40 plus, 48 years, I think now. I've gone to a number of them over the years, and uh, they're sensational. And Frank's doing an amazing job. And I, I'm going to invite all y'all to Glendale Los Angeles area, Glendale, California, Labor Day weekend. We'll talk more about that with Frank. Maybe we'll hear from Bobbrey as well, who connected us again to make this happen. Also, Tim James uh, is going to join us in hour two when we talk about chemical-free body. What is it like to have a chemical-free body? What does that mean? So uh, Tim's going to join us, good guy as well. And we got a lot more healing to go on the Robert Scott Bell Show, including preparing for the triple-demic. Your government, your federal authorities have got you covered. Not so good, though. Not so good. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more on the Robert Scott Bell Show starting right about now. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, you got to love it when, uh, you know, that proverbial statement, I'm from the government and I'm here to help you, rears its ugly head again and again and again, particularly when it comes to your health. That is when you should run and hide your children and your money, if you have any, uh, digital or otherwise. Federal officials have hatched a three-pronged defense against another triple-demic. That's where we start today on the Robert Scott Bell Show. This fall, Americans will look forward to be being urged, being propagandized by the corporate United States of Drug America to get shots against flu that don't work, that are toxic, against COVID that are mRNA sequencing, synthetically altering DNA protein synthesis to give you cardiomyopathies, myocarditis, just sudden death. And uh, if you're old enough, uh, we'll give you some uh, respiratory syncytial virus vaccine, RSV, which is not a problem for anybody in, in any, any decent state of health. Plus, we have ways to deal with all of that. This is your government on what? Pharmaceutical steroids. This is the United States of America, as are most of the Western countries on the planet, owned and controlled wholly and totally by pharmaceutical conglomerates, basically, that have devolved into, over the course of a century or more, into a dangerous death cult. I dare not call it a religion. It's an insult to religion. We're talking about the cult of pharmaceutical pseudoscience or pharmaceutical mysticism. The flu, whatever you think the flu is, it's not a viral disease. Yeah, I said that. It's a detox process that occurs seasonally when you are lacking exposure to sunlight, when you're abusing your gastrointestinal tract with food that is not conducive, or even if it is conducive to health and healing, you're consuming it to excess and or, um, well, not exercising. All of that combined in the winter months, that typically results in a, a fall or winter months of flu. They call it a flu and they blame a virus. Here we have the next scenario of so-called COVID. They want you on perpetual mRNA injections for COVID that has come and gone. And 
killed nobody except that which was severely compromised and with multifactorial diseases on multiple medications with multiple comorbidities. And to argue that it was COVID that did them in, considering the treatment that modern medicine did in hospital settings and other places, again, you're stretching it. Maybe you could validate one or two. I don't know. But I'm telling you, these are the things we would talk about right from the get-go. There were mysteries, but not mysteries to us. And I have been correct on all of these things. And others, I say, if there are others like me, <laughs> hope not. <laughs> if, if there are, they saw the truth all those years ago and saw the scam. And now they throw the RSV issue. Again, blaming a virus is a cover story. It's always a cover story for toxicological burdens and nutrient mineral deficiencies. And that's what cancer is as well. Serious toxicological burdens over, uh, you could almost say, yeah, generations, but certainly within one lifetime. But it doesn't easily explain the high incidence of cancer in children that since the war on cancer declared by Nixon in the early 70s, uh, we haven't really succeeded in anything but declaring a war on nature. And that includes the treatments used for cancer therapies. And I'm a freedom guy, so I support your freedom to choose whatever you want should you be diagnosed with the C word. If you want chemo, radiation, or surgery, who am I to stand in your way? But I would also object vociferously to, and I do, to those that would suppress your freedom from knowing that which you would learn about at the Cancer Control Society's annual convention for now 48 years running. This is the kind of information that would allow you to see some of the basics that we've related to you here. I've related to you here for now my 24th year of broadcast healing. That cancer is not a deficiency of chemotherapy drugs. It's certainly not a deficiency of radiation, ionizing radiation, and even non-ionizing radiation when it comes to wireless technologies. It's not a deficiency of that. If anything, it's all of that plus adding to the burden of an already nutrient-depleted de body because the food has been made devoid of the vitamins, minerals, trace elements that are so critical for life itself since the advent of chemical agriculture, pr primarily post-World War II, when they converted the bomb-making munitions into pellets to put on soil to watch things grow super fast but not in a healthy, balanced manner, that requiring next pesticides, toxic cancer-causing agents to destroy the animal's or animal plant, oh, is it animal life? I guess you can call it insects, animals in a sense, right? Insect life that would destroy these crops that were not healthy. And they killed it with cancer causing chemicals. You ate them. And man, it, it's amazing to me how many people, let me just say it this way. And, and Super Don, maybe you could think about this because I'm in my own Robert Scott Bell show bubble. But how many people have still not got the memo about eating what we call clean food or equivalent of organic food? You know, if I at the gym this morning where, I, you know, I go to work out the kickboxing and nice people all like I enjoy the, the, the camaraderie, and the community that's there and they know I'm the organic guy. And I had to give grief to Rachel this morning, who was a, a special guest on one of our AMAs uh, many months ago. I'll have to invite her back because she'll be mean to me, which was what we were trying to get her to be <laughs> about, you know, what are the secrets of Robert Scott Bell in the gym that no one knows about? And uh, she was. Uh, eating uh, some dried uh, uh, strawberries, freeze-dried strawberries, which are usually awesome, but they weren't organic. And I'm like, do you understand? Do you know what the 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 dirty dozen are? And the clean 15? No, I don't know about that. And then another lady chiming in. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, you guys don't listen to the show. 
She says, yes, I do. But I thought these were strawberries. Like, yes, they're strawberries, but they're grown with so- toxic synthetic chem- chemicals. She's like, well, I'll have you know, I grow my own strawberries. We've been eating the beans. Da, 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 from, I'm, I'm like, yes, yes, I know. I'm, it's great. I'm just going, yeah, I'm a stickler. If you're going to eat strawberries, those are one of the dirty dozen. You've got to go organic or grow your own. And, and yet there are things that are considered the clean 15 that have lower pesticide residues. If you can't get or afford, quote unquote, the organic equivalent, you're safer, at least in those in for for those fruits and vegetables. You know, if you, again, are limited in some way. Uh, so as I talk about this issue of the food, the food quality, I'm not saying it's 100 percent of everything, but it's a significant part of think about what comes into your body every day to either nourish it or diminish it. What's on and in the food? Is it the vitamins and minerals you need or is it the toxic pesticides you don't? Is it glyphosate punching holes in your gut or not? And so once again, I bring up the absurdity of having to tell people that you need to eat organic food. If not, uh, uh, let's say officially acknowledged, it's like growing it better than organic as some farmers do and don't get certified. That's fine too. I'm not only limiting it to the label. But uh, by and large, the uh, the label does indicate a, a much less, a much lower burden, if you will, of toxic poisons and chemicals, etc. Uh, so that's another thing. And you know, one of the ladies, what do you eat? I'm like, I named all the things I eat, and it's like pretty much a standard American style breakfast. I had eggs. Yes, I had organic pastured sausage. I had uh, organic bagel, sprouted grains, and it doesn't seem so weird, does it? when it was bean sprouts and tofu. Now, I'm not saying that's the right diet for you, but it it's working for me so far. Again, clean versions. And it's not like tomorrow I could say, you know what, I want something. I just want a smoothie. I'll make myself a, a blend something up. But I'm just saying that I'm, I'm trying to demystify the bizarreness of eating clean. The idea when I grew up was that, you know, if you wanted to live forever, you had to eat bean sprouts and tofu. It's like, yuck. <laughs> If, if you can survive on that, knock yourself out. That's not my plan. Uh, and, you know, people, as I said, are just, what do you eat? I mean, they're still stunned. Now they go, oh, you're, is that how oh, I could do that? Yeah, you've just got to choose the better quality product. People do that all the time with automobiles or clothing or the gas they put into their automobiles, the best. They don't want to put the garbage gas in, and then they, they put whatever they can buy cheaper at Squalmart and think, well, yeah, that's just fine. It looks like food. Is it biochemically at the level and or energetically at the level your body has to deal with the toxic poisons that are coming in? All right, Super D, let me bring you in real quick. And then we got uh, Frank Cousineau standing, waiting at the wings and he'll, he'll add to this mix. But I sometimes forget I'm in the Robert Scott Bell show bubble and I'm out even at the gym and people, what is he, you what crazy eating? orthorexic you, right? Right? I tell you, what do you mean eat organic? What do you, what do you eat? <laughs> I still get that. You know, it, it, you know that I think, uh, yeah. Apparently, I guess there are still people out there that don't know about things like the dirty dozen. So because they just don't, you know. I mean, it's not something that typically will show up on Nightline or on MTV yeah. or, uh, you know, whatever. You kind of have to look for that stuff or be interested in it enough to come across it. Mm-hmm. It's far more common now than it used to be. Like you said, I mean, yeah. twenty years ago, you're right. I mean, people were eating tree bark, and, and you know, I mean, it was just like <laughs> you know, was better like the, eating tree those bark, crunchy right? granola hippie people, right? Right. <laughs> um, it, but you know, today now you can't walk into a major 
uh, chain even, even grocery store, yeah. like even yeah. like Walmart. Yeah, I was I was just at Costco over the weekend, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's just organics everywhere. It's just yeah. it's just you, you, you it's it's not a, a a lack of access. Yeah, I think what it comes down to is a just a lack of 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 just education. People, people don't a know. lack of it's motivation. Yeah, right. Education, yeah. motivation. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of anything that ends with T-I-O-N that would that would I be. I forgot the, the third thing, right? The, uh, that is, right? Yeah, it's uh, five. It's the Department of Education. No, right? it's it's uh, the cost. You know, we've talked about right. that before, but, you know, it's it's too expensive to eat healthy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, you know, listen. How expensive you, is cancer? We can ask Frank. I know, you're right. Question, you're right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. But let yeah. me just put it out there, though, sure. that, and we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're eating 100% GMO, and you start, you cut back, and now you're only eating 80%, and you've introduced 20% of the organic in there, you're doing good. It's okay, right? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, start, I love the smile on your face right now. <laughs> you're like, no, that's not good enough. That's 80% poison. <laughs> that's but, not but, what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> uh, but, you know, because a lot of people, they get discouraged so easily because they're just like, you know, it would cost me so much to, to just, completely change everything to organic tomorrow mm-hmm. and it's like you know you don't have to do that yeah start start with, start with one thing one thing. right you know and, and and it's true the things that we do to support the liver will help us deal with the garbage we are not or can't control for as well yep. but that's part of the process why supplementing or taking remedies of different kinds and people go oh. and i was talking with uh, jonathan emore we've got a great uh, uh thursday show lineup for you including about, you know, the whole deference to the regulatory state. If that changes, how could it change? You know, what could change? Could we be free to speak truthfully, honestly, openly, scientifically validating everything that we discuss in terms of natural remedies and medicines that are not FDA approved? It's like, yeah, it would change the course of human American history. Instead of the third leading cause of death, modern medicine would be a fraction of its size because people would be utilizing the things that actually work and not kill them. You know, and, and again, I stand for your freedom. If you choose chemo, radiation, surgery, I still want you to succeed. But there's a million ways beyond that that might preclude your perceived or real need for any of those things. Uh, so that's where I wanted to set the stage for Frank to come back on the Robert Scott Bell Show, if you don't mind. Let's bring him in. Frank Cousineau, Cancer Control Society, 48th Annual Conventions coming up Labor Day weekend. Glendale, California at the Glendale Hilton. I encourage you and urge you. To pick up a ticket, get to this event. It's uh, it's something you will be transformed for for the better forever. Frank, welcome back. Hey, thank you for, uh, very much for having me, Robert. Uh, always a pleasure to see you, and I think your your program is one of the leading programs of any of them in the what I'd like to call the health movement. Yeah. Imagine that a movement for health. And you know, that I remember Dick Gregory used to make jokes about that when he stopped smoking and drinking, they called him a health nut. Like when I was <laughs> drinking and smoking, they didn't call me an alcohol nut and a cigarette nut. What's wrong with it? So there's a program bias against the things that we promote and talk about and discuss and what you guys have been bringing out at the cancer control society for decades now. And, and, and by the way, I want to shout out to our, our good friend, Bob Ray from uh, uh, folium PX who, reconnected us and he's also supporting you and trying to get folks over to cancer control society what a great man he is and um, yes. we'll get a chance to hear from him today but i really want to again get the sense of the history the things you've been involved in for so long and the fact that it hasn't gone away you guys are still here and i want everybody to support you uh, by showing up coming out and seeing us seeing us yeah well again thank you very much for having me and 
you know, you've been in this a long time. I got started in it because in 1973, my mother came down with cancer for about the fourth or fifth time in conventional medicine at that time, uh, had surgery. Then they added radiation and, and, and chemotherapy. My mother's case, the surgery and the chemotherapy was an abject failure. Uh, long story short is I, through family and mutual friends, I met Dr. Krebs on the telephone. Uh, he told me, first thing he told me, he says, get down to see Ernesto Contreras in Tijuana and do whatever he tells you to do and, and spend the 30 weeks, uh, which we did, uh, July of uh, 1973. And I, I saw the improvement. It was not instantaneous, but over the three weeks, there was improvement. There was reduction in pain, felt better. Um, it was something that was very new to me as I know that at that time, other than the, the Cancer Control Society was formed in 1973 um, and had its first convention, I, I believe September 73, but um, it was still a new topic. People were afraid to discuss it on the telephone um, and in certain public fora. And so I really want to salute uh, Lorraine Rosenthal, Betty Lee Morales mm -hmm. and the others that started this and were not afraid to tell the public that there is a problem. Here is the, what the problem is, but even more important than uh, defining and identifying the problem is that here are solutions. And, I, and, and it was uh, Betty Lee Morales was the face of cancer control. She was the, the one that most of the public saw Lorraine, uh, and I do want to announce the sad news is that Lorraine did pass away in April of this year at, I believe, 92 or a few yeah. days shy of her 92nd birthday. She, yeah. she was the power behind the organization. She was the one who kept it going, ran the, the, the business up she until about champion, two years ago. An absolute champion. Uh, for the Cancer Control Society, although we we joked even while she was around, so this is not nothing. But uh, you know, she was running it like it was still 1970. Uh, everything yes. was on paper and card, but it was amazing. But you know, somehow it kept going uh, because of the sheer force and will that she had to make sure it kept going. And I credit her a lot with that. And I'm grateful again in in her passing, and we acknowledge and, and honor her um, that you could continue this good work and uh, try to bring more folks in and make it easier for people to attend. Well, and it was Lorraine that that actually, I guess, for lack of a better expression, dragged me into the organization mm -hmm. uh, with n never, never thinking that this was going to be a, a vocation, a, a lifetime a career path. But she's the one that brought me in. Um, another one that very, very important is a mentor and forming my uh, my view of, of health, of nutrition, uh, G. Edward Griffin, uh, Redfield University, uh, tremendous uh, voice for, for both knowledge and solution to, yeah. to, to problems. So those two are probably the greatest uh, formation people in, in, in my life uh, in terms of the Cancer Control Society and, and health in general. Um, of course, I have to give credit to my mother who prepared me for how to interact with people and how to listen, how to understand, how to comprehend. 
And um, so those those are the the elements leading up to where where we are today. Um, as you mentioned, uh, this is the 48th annual Cancer Control Society convention, um, and it uh, the the pandemic started in 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 20 late 2019 2020. Uh, really kicked us in the head for the last three years, uh, but we are back, we're uh, recovering, and we've we've started our reformation of the, the entire organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lorraine, to her credit, did allow us to get a website. Um, and as you mentioned, it about her, she was at old school. Yes. Everything that she dealt with had to fit on a piece of paper. Right. Whether it was eight and a half by 11, Mm-hmm. 11 by 14 and the for many years our note, website note cards too anything reflected <laughs> yes yes I four know. by three yeah. business size but it was restricted to to paper and while we haven't eliminated all of the paper uh, we've a couple of years ago we actually started on reformatting and up updating upgrading the cancer control so- society website cancercontrolsociety.org. Mm-hmm. It's still a work in progress. Uh, the convention information is there. The link for the hotel to make reservations, and we encourage people to do that as soon as possible. And the registration uh, link works very well. Uh, people can select all three days of the lectures and exhibits. And if they select all three, they save $15 over the course of three days. If they just want one day or two days, it's fifty-five dollars a day, mm-hmm. um, and that I think for the last three or four years of the convention, we were charging fifty dollars a day. So uh, we've pretty well stuck a, to our. It's, a, it's our, a bargain to get access to all of the speakers, to learn the things you want to learn, also to access all of the exhibitors that bring great products and services to bring you know honestly healing and empowerment to you course the link to many of the clinics that are across the border still uh, in Tijuana they have tours that are given uh, you can have access to things we wish we could access here in our country uh, but still we aren't there yet and I, and I talk about you know one day it will happen and I pray in our lifetime that we'll have health freedom again fully in the states or at least in one state and then the, all that medical tourism that leaves the country and goes to Mexico to uh, Asia, different areas uh, can come to America or stay in America. I think that's not too unreasonable for the land of the free to be free to choose the path and healing that they want. And and I think the the get government out of the patient doctor relationship, mm-hmm. uh, the outcomes would improve tremendously. And then before there is is freedom to choose in the United States. Uh, what we are promoting is the relationship between the clinics in Tijuana and the physicians in the United States that see cancer patients on a regular basis so the two can work together Yes, um, and take the best of, of, of both. But uh, we're, not, we're not anti-doctor. We're not anti-conventional uh, therapy. But we believe people should be able to choose. We believe in fully informed consent. Yes. And we also believe that if conventional oncology would work with us instead of against us, we can improve the outcome of, of conventional oncology. And that's what our convention is about. 
Again, we have three days of lectures and exhibits. Uh, we put on for a smaller number of people a, a professional symposium uh, where we dive a little deeper into a limited number of topics. Uh, and then, of course, on the, the Wednesday after the convention, we do our, our tour of the Tijuana Cancer Clinics where we, we can take about 50 people, get on a bus, go to Tijuana, drive around. We can visit four clinics in, in one day where people can actually see uh, the clinics in operation and, and they can see that, that Tijuana is really is a typical city that has over a million people, probably a million and a half people at any, any one time. Um, and I'm always amused when people ask me, well, is Tijuana safe? Hmm. And I ask them, well, where do you live? Well, I live in New York. I live in Detroit, uh, San Francisco, uh, New York, Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And I ask, well, how safe is it? Yeah. Um, I would, I've been going to Tijuana for 50 years. And I've never, in those 50 years, I've never felt threatened or afraid. I've been stopped by the police twice for, uh, I, I didn't really think it was an infraction, but they did. And it's their country and they're in charge. Uh, but even then, I, I actually had some fun with them. Mm -hmm. uh, I was stopped once by the police, I mean the army, mm -hmm. that at the, a few years ago, the army came into the Tijuana area to, to kill the, the, the cartel. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is they don't have to deal with the so-called due process uh, that's, that hampers law enforcement sometimes in the United States. And that's not a bad thing, but it, it's a reality in, in, in Mexico, the army can go take out the cartel, and sometimes they get into a shootout. Well, they were in Tijuana. They were all over the place, and they had a checkpoint halfway out to, to uh, the Playas area, and I was on my way out there because we have family there, and I'd drive in my white Suburban, mm -hmm. and they, they knew that the only people that drive Suburbans are drug dealers and smugglers. Oh, boy. So they pulled me over. Uh, they wanted to look in the back, and I, please, please do. And they looked around, and uh, I had some rubber boots <laughs> in the back that I always carried with me when I traveled because you never know when you're going to find yourself and you need boots. Mm -hmm. um, and they, so they knew they had a, a smuggler and a trafficker. They asked me about those. I just said, that's what I carry around wherever I am. Uh, and when I told them a story in uh, Tijuana, there was a real bad rain. One, one winter, uh, just severe. There was four or five inches of water in the streets. And we were on our way to a wedding reception uh, from one of, one of, my, one of our in-laws. And uh, so we got there and I'm seeing the water over the curb. I said, well, I'm changing my shoes. I'm not walking through that with my, my shoes. So I put my boots on, I carry my shoes. We go upstairs. And then here comes the wedding party, or the not the wedding, it was a quinceanera, 15 okay. yes. birthday. And here they come, and they're trying to figure out how to get all these girls up there in their dresses and everything. So one of our nephews uh, was there, and I said, look, here, take my boots and go bring them in. So he <laughs> one took by my one, boots, by one. <laughs> carried them in, wow. one by one. Yeah. And to this day, uh, my boots are legendary. And when I told the <laughs> army... About those boots, they just started laughing and said, go on, get out of here. That's great. Oh, and that was a true story. Yeah. But 
the fact of the matter is, is Tijuana is a safe place. Uh, the clinics uh, do, I think, excellent work. Mm-hmm. Each one is, is a little different. Uh, we have everything from the Gerson therapy, which is juicing coffee enemas and, and uh, organic food, mm-hmm. uh, to all the ones using laetrile, vitamin C, uh, other Various nutritional. Stem cell research and such. Stem yeah. cell research. And- um, and it's so. interesting because uh, Tijuana and Mexico, I mean, they gain a lot from this, what we call medical tourism. It's to benefit yes, their economy, is. too. So they're very supportive of it and, and protective of it. Uh, as I said, I only wish that we in America would see the, the have the insight to have a place of freedom like they support in Mexico relative yes. to this, to have all of these treatments. And to your point also, as well, we're not anti-doctor or anti-oncology. We're pro-freedom, full informed consent. And if you guys and gals want to make a decision to do integrative both or one or the other, it, it's not for us to condemn you in any way, shape, or form. I want you to go the way you feel comfortable with. But as you know, and for 48 years, the Cancer Control Society has been presenting, having great folks from around the world come to present on options that you'll never hear about in the medically, pharmaceutically conflicted mainstream media, much less our government-captured agencies and um, – you know, so many other sources where the information is not flowing or, in fact, they will actively suppress or censor the kind of information you'll learn at the Cancer Control Society's events. And the interesting thing is uh, we have many of the clinics represented at the show. We've, we're getting a growing number of physicians in the U.S. that practice some elements, particularly the, the organic food and diet lifestyle uh, that can be done in the U.S. quite successfully, um, and and no no single clinic, no single doctor there or here uh, saves or uh, every patient that comes in. Some of them are beyond. Some of them don't feel comfortable doing everything they need to do. Um, and and again, sometimes people will ask me. How long do I have to do this dietary change and lifestyle change? And I just matter of factly tell them only as long as you want to live. Mm-hmm. If if you get well, you feel good, um, but you think this is too onerous, too hard a, 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 a life lifestyle system, a dietary system. Go back to doing what you were doing when you came down with the disease, and and enjoy whatever time you have. But you have the ability to choose, and and that's that's what I think is what what we offer. Uh, also, we offer at our shows the intimacy where the attendees and the speakers can talk to each other face to face. Many of the speakers have exhibits, and they're going to be there all three days, um, and others are there for for just a day. But while they're there. They do talk and interact with, with the attendees. And I, I think that's one of the things that, that our, our program does is it allows individuals up uh, personal contact with the speakers and also with each other yeah, and with the exhibitors. Very, very important elements. You've had some of my friends, many of my friends over the years, and superstar heroes in this realm speak regularly over the years, including some that have passed from this place like Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez has presented and others. Uh, so there are legends that have come through this, and there are legends that are still alive today that you'll want to interact with, ask questions of, talk to, and find out how you can connect and, and go further. Um, you know, unfortunately, since the war on cancer was declared, as I mentioned, in the early 70s under the Nixon administration, 
we have more cancer. Um, you know, but it's just like that when government declares war on something, you intend to get more of it. War on poverty, more poverty. Watch out how it goes. And I argue we need a separation of medicine and state. We need yes. to restore, again, freedom, intellectual and scientific integrity and uh, freedom to communicate. And as you'll hear my good friend, Jonathan Emord, who you know as well, talking about going after and, and, and battling against the oligarchy, against the federal government and its restrictions on freedom. It's, you know, preemptive. They preempt you from being able to communicate scientifically sound, uh, not only principles, but studies showing that a supplement, not a drug, can actually reverse things that we call cancer. Uh, and, and these metabolic or biological processes. Yet, if you were to declare that even scientifically validated out into the marketplace, you will be shut down 24 hours before you do it because now they got AI and they can track you. You know, I pointed yes. out the threat to, uh, you know, as far as what's important to the government, and the media, et cetera. And you find out what it is by what you can't criticize, what you can't say. And, you know, they found what it took them 10 years to find Osama bin Laden or so they said. And it'll take so they 20, say. 24 hours or less to find you if you hang a shingle and say, we we have the methods that can reverse cancer without drugs, chemo, surgery, et cetera. So why would that be a crime? It should be lauded as a you know an incredible thing to do. Uh, so we'll continue that. I'll do it here on this show. And of course, with Cancer Control Society, you continue doing 48th year now. Uh, what can you tell us about this year is they're, they're already trying to call you, Frank. Tell them you're on the on the line here. Yes. <laughs> Like, leave me alone. Anyway, uh, you know, really glad you mentioned uh, Nicholas Gonzalez uh, because uh, he was, uh, when he spoke at our show, received the humanitarian award, uh, really enjoyed his work and particularly how he got involved in, in this and learning about the Kelly therapy. Uh, William Kelly, Dr. William Kelly, was a frequent speaker at Cancer Control Society in the early days. And this year, we're very fortunate to have uh, Mary Beth Gonzalez, this uh, widow, yeah. and one of her doctors are, will Excellent. be there making a presentation uh, because she's carrying on his work. Uh, so we're, we're very excited about that. Uh, as I said, a number of the clinics uh, from Tijuana will be there. Uh, we're filling out the, uh, the program. Uh, Sylvia Beljanski, again, talk about persecuted uh, remedies, persecuted science, uh, her father, um, uh, and she's carrying on on, on his work. Uh, you will be there, mm -hmm. if you're fortunately, and, yes. uh, and, and this will be, uh, I think, starting a new era. Uh, you'll be a regular part of every year, uh, and, and, and as we, we go forward, uh, we're looking at, at expanding our program, our reach out, um, and are working with people like you to expand our knowledge. And, um, you know, we'll have uh, Archie Scott again talking about DMSO. Uh, we'll have a number of, of recovered cancer patients, uh, hoping uh, Peter Starr, uh, Rick Hill, mm -hmm. um, and uh, a new one uh, this year, uh, uh, Lourdes Lavoie and her husband, Chris. Chris, yeah, they're wonderful. Such wonderful heart-centered people. Yeah, I'm thrilled that they're going to be part of this, too. And, you know, I want to mention our friend, Bobbery, who's very yes. supportive of your efforts. And I know with the Folium products that he's, you know, helped to develop and bring here to the United States, 
becoming more important by the day in dealing with the, you know, the toxicological burdens and other uh, even ionizing radiation and its impact on uh, developing abnormal cells that are called cancer. Uh, I know he can't make any claims because we know the restrictions on freedom of speech, but I don't sell his product or any product. So I'm happy to communicate the good news about all these things and how important I believe they are. So I'm grateful to Bobby. In fact, we'll, we'll hear from him in, in a, just a couple of minutes. Uh, I think he's, he's on the line. I see him, uh, which is fun. But uh, I, I'm just, again, thrilled that you got Mary Beth and, and another doctor focusing on continuing the work of Dr. Nick and many others. Any, anybody else you want to mention thus far? Um, well, of course, we'll have uh, uh, Dr. Rodriguez from BioCare. Uh, we'll have uh, Francisco Contreras from Oasis of Hope. Uh, again, uh, his father, of course, Ernesto Contreras Sr., is the one that instrumental in, in jump-starting this whole, whole movement. And then following his presentation, uh, we're going to have the new video that they put together, uh, Tilting Windmills, which reviews 60 years of the Oasis of Hope uh, experience. And Wonderful. so I, I've, I've seen the, uh, the video uh, and my wife and I are actually in it, uh, Rick, uh, Rick Hill and a number of other patients. It's, it's a very inspiring uh, presentation. Um, Dr. Tony Jimenez from yeah. the, the Hope for Cancer. Uh, we're also going, I would like to have a shout out too to Aki Moriyama uh, from Japan. Uh, since 1995, Cancer Control Society of Japan has had an unbroken uh, string of conventions every year. During the height of the pandemic, uh, they were uh, virtual. So they even uh, outdid did us during uh, that that particular time, uh, and we're we're actually I, I'm inspired by things that they're doing, and uh, hopefully we will emulate some of those things. They have regular broadcasts, uh, and as an organization, they actually train uh, health coaches that sit down, understand nutrition, and actually talk and help with the patients. Um, and, and, and there are many others. Uh, we're still working on, on getting some of the others in there that, that, that we want. Um, and we'll be confirming those uh, not only this week, but the biographies and the uh, program uh, will be up on the website, hopefully by the end of this week. And then every time we add, uh, confirm another speaker or exhibitor, uh, we'll have those things up there as well. And we'll have approximately 40, 40 plus exhibitors for the three days. Uh, we're, and again, I think we have some of the, the best, finest oh, yeah. exhibitors. I've anyway. met some great people over the years from their great companies, and I'll be there uh, presenting, as you said, and, and uh, I'll have my broadcast equipment to go live and conduct interviews because, uh, you know, there are many people that we can't connect with other than that to spotlight them and to highlight the things that are happening. So I'm, you know, again, great, so grateful that you have never given up. You know, no, there's so many well, times like, you could have. We try to reflect what your, your shirt says. Yes. Never give up. That's right. Never give up. Yeah. Um, and I, I, another one to, to kind of to coin a phrase, uh, I think the best is yet to come. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, so. here's someone who never gives up. Here's Bob Ree <laughs> from Folium, foliumpx.com. Bob Ree, so nice to see you, my friend. 
and no sound. <laughs> he's the he's a mime today. Uh, we'll have to read his lips, but this is because he wasn't able to connect. And I, I was teasing about Bobri. He's really good with technology. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> same like I sent you and he couldn't make the connection, but now it looks good. Bobri looks great, but we can't hear him. Do you know sign language? Can you read his lips? <laughs> I don't know what you say. You know, while we can't hear him, yeah. one thing I would like to say about uh, Babri and, and the Folium PX, mm -hmm. uh, he and I have known each other, what, I don't know, ten, over 10 years, uh, maybe a little longer. And he approached me when we were still at the Sheraton Universal about this product that he said was just really fantastic. But the what really impressed me about it was uh, it was made at a university um, in Georgia, Georgia, former Soviet Union, mm -hmm. in response to the, uh, the the nuclear accident at Chernobyl. And, and and so nice, I guess, in one sense, where government tells you this is what we want you to do. And if you do a good job, you live. If you don't, we'll just get rid of you and find somebody else. Mm -hmm. uh, but this product was actually put together to counteract the radiation damage. And uh, I, I read, a, I guess, most of the papers that were written that had been translated into English. Mm -hmm. And so he asked me to, to uh, be on the, on the medical advisory board, which I, I accepted. And so I am a member of the medical advisory board. So certainly support his efforts and appreciate what he's done uh, for us. Yeah, and you remind me of why I call it a Chernobyl-level antioxidant, a beautiful, <laughs> brilliant botanical blend that is validated with such sound, deep science uh, that, folks, if you haven't considered it, and I, and I say it this way because a lot of folks have heard a lot of things. A lot of you people, you people, who are you calling you people? You know who you are. All of you <laughs> have heard a lot. You know a lot, maybe too much, but at the same time, you go, well, an, I got a, another thing. Yeah, well, if you've hit a ceiling in your healing. This is Super Don likes the, uh, the, like. the rhymes. If you hit a ceiling in your healing and you integrate the folium products, you will see the breakthrough. And Bobbery, I can say anything about him now. He can't say a thing. No one will hear him, but it's all good. <laughs> I can tease him a lot. I love him. He's a great guy, but he really backs it up. And he, you know, he actually has, you know, taken analysis before and after. I mean, this is the guy. He stands behind it because he knows what it is. And I respect and appreciate him so much. And again, he's tenacious. Uh, I didn't know you knew him. You guys knew each other for so long. But again, it, it doesn't surprise me because that's Bobbery. He, he's like on a mission and I'm, a, I'm supporting, I'm supportive of his mission as well to bring this to people in need. And I don't know who doesn't need it at this point. And uh, Frank, I don't know if you have any stories to share personally or you've heard of other things. While Bobbery can't speak, you can. I, well, you mentioned um, some of the testing Mm -hmm. uh, before and after, uh, I know that uh, the late Jim Privatera, Dr. Privatera was very impressed with the, the product, used it with a lot of his his patients. Um, Ed Griffin. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, Ed, we had uh, on talking about it. Yes, and we'll be at the uh, Red Pill, uh, uh, University Red Pill Society. All of that is happening in the Red Pill Expo in middle of August in Des Moines, Iowa, warming up. And I'll remind everybody, if they haven't thought about it, come on over. 
couple of weeks oh, after for the uh, Cancer Control Society. So we got some great events. And Bobby's going to be supporting that one as well because of his relationship with Ed. And uh, I'm grateful to him because Ed is a national and international treasure to us all, what he's brought out to this world in his lifetime. And I think one of the interesting things when we talk about, uh, you know, products and, and healing or is the, the fact that um, for the individual patient, I think anecdotes, particularly uh, successful anecdotes, are far more important than so-called uh, double-blind studies and this peer-reviewed article. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I don't have the specific reference. I got it from Gary Gordon uh, probably 15 years ago that in the New England Journal of Medicine, there was a, a, at least a statement saying that, that well-formed anecdotes are a form of medical evidence. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and and again, the establishment can say whatever it wants to say, uh, but when patients interact with other patients, when they interact with physicians, and particularly physicians that don't overstate what they're able to do and are freely uh, willing to share their limitations, um, I think that's probably the number one uh, solution. Mm-hmm. To finding a therapy, finding a, a place to go. Uh, and I talk to cancer patients frequently, almost every day. And uh, it's interesting because they'll ask, well, where's where's the best place? Where would you go uh, if it happened to you or your mm-hmm. family? And, and I have to tell them, I said, well, first of all, uh, you know, I haven't been, been faced with it. Uh, but second of all, what I chose might not resonate with you. And the most important thing in my job is to help you find a therapy that resonates with you, to find a practitioner that resonates with you, and to find a physical location where you feel comfortable as a patient. And so for for one, it could be Dr. Rodriguez. For one, it could be Dr. Contreras. For one, it could be Dr. Jimenez. Um, uh, Dr. Bautista, the Gerson Center, uh, the American Biodental Holistic Health mm-hmm. Center. So there's uh, Ricardo James, yeah, Dr. James, all these people uh, that have been in this a long time. Uh, most of them I've known, some of them, some of them over 40 years, and some of them 10, 15, 20, uh, but very sincere dedicated to uh, what they're doing and helping patients. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our job is to present these people and you talk to them, you feel comfortable uh, and you can afford it. That's the best we can do. Yeah. Well, also, Frank, you over the years, you guys have had non-doctors presenting too, which I love. Yes. I appreciate that because it's not a, a one class of men or women or whatever that have a monopoly on health. In fact, many of these doctors that appear have are renegades in their profession for what they're doing uh, rather than being lauded and lifted up as thank you for, for doing what you're doing. So there's a, been a lot of lay people that have presented on their own stories and histories and, and all, as well as uh, nutrition focused therapies that don't require interventions and medical visits. In fact, so to, to, rounded out to allow for all of that. And to your point, trying to connect people 
And, and this is what I've said about being a doctor, teacher, healer, etc. My job isn't to give you the right remedy. It's to connect you to the source of all healing. And I believe that wisdom comes from God. That's my personal belief. However you perceive it might be different, but in that way you can be guided to, and that, I don't know if you've got the whole slate filled yet, but I, I'm, I was, we talked off the air a little bit about one of my friends who's in the LA basin. So not too far, an extraordinary recovery of her husband with a, a parotid tumor, probably from a cell phone and what she did working both conventionally with a surgical procedure, but not no chemo, no radiation, working with cannabis, homeopathy, uh, different other things. But it, it's such an inspiring story that teaches people not only their method, because it, it, it's not the same for everybody. We recognize that. But that they can access this guidance that yes. we all need. And and so if there's a slot open, I'm just throwing it out there okay. <laughs> that I still want to connect you to because I think it would be a very inspiring uh, story that could be told that will help so many people. And I'll look forward to talking to you about that offline. Uh, and when we mention non-physicians, uh, that some of them are, are healers, some of them have uh, are product developers, and some of them I know personally, and and we hope a couple of them will be be on on the program this year uh, that provide not only guidance, advice, uh, but they fi find uh, they provide things that are financially practical, and some people uh, two, three weeks, four weeks at, at a medical facility. Mm -hmm. Is is out of the question because they they just flat yeah. can't afford it. Yeah. Uh, I do think going forward we will work at developing uh, fundraising funding mechanisms that will allow more people to access these therapies. Yes, beautiful. And, and also, uh, I want to thank Bobri as well for making a little discount available for our viewers, listeners at Robert Scott Bell Show, uh, RSB10. When you contact uh, Bobri, you go to foliumpx.com. You'll learn about the folium, uh, the, the, the starting product, the baseline, which is so powerful, and then the folium immuno and the folium relax. And there's more being developed. But as you said, sound science that uh, I know for some it's still new. They're like, oh, another thing. But I'm like, my gosh, you want to break through to that next level. I've described it with my mother. Uh, we've had some different doctors on and different folks that have had major breakthroughs uh, from all over the world that nothing else was helping or it helped them to a certain point and they needed that next step. And I'm just thinking that next step could be the folium for you. Very, very, very true. And, and the fact that what you mentioned is uh, the healing ceiling Mm -hmm. what was that expression uh, you know uh, yeah when you're when you when your healing hits a ceiling or you hit the, yes. the ceiling in your healing yes yeah no, i like that i'm gonna uh if it's okay i'm gonna use that uh, and i'll give you credit uh but um what i tell physicians when i'm talking to them about trying a new product is uh look doc uh when you reach that that threshold or that that leveling out that uh, healing that ceiling in the healing, mm -hmm. introduce this product and see how it affects the outcome of your overall approach. Yeah, and and then you'll improve your outcome. You know, the other thing is that if we could convince some of the conventional oncologists to use products like this, uh, we know that it would improve the outcome. Yeah. and mitigate 
the negative effects, the negative consequences. Correct. I, I, I really dislike this expression side effects. And, and I'm sure if you watch TV uh, or even now on the, on the computer, the pop-up ads, you see a product advertised and they're showing you a, a family together and they're going out and they're swimming in the ocean. They're taking little hikes or, or running through the field. And this undercurrent and a very euphonious voice is side effects may include uh, liver damage and hypertension and other other effects up to and including death. Mm-hmm. And when you 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 listen, you see this and you hear that, you say, oh, "I'd rather have the side effects. They sound so good. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like the side effects." Right. Uh, and another cute anecdote: when our children, we had had, had five. Mm-hmm. would watch these commercials they heard the uh that undercurrent so-called side effects uh but their response was different they said dad why would anybody do this yes. why would anybody take this product mm-hmm. and so it all depends on the training the education and and the experience we want to give people the tools to make an informed consent mm-hmm. And the other thing is that I, I, I like to uh, say that the Cancer Control Society offers real help, real options for real patients in real time, not some esoteric, exotic uh, promise mm-hmm. that may be five years, 10 years, 15 years, or never. Right. And that costs a lot of money. Yeah. So, and this, this is something that you can tap into Labor Day weekend. Glendale, Hilton, Glendale, California, in the L.A. Uh, region, Southern California region, and including tours of Tijuana for those that want to try that as well. So much. There it is. And we have it linked up every day in the in the upcoming events tab. You can click on it. You can uh, pre-register. You can get your hotel space. That will all help in getting ready for this event. Uh, you can meet Bobri Oren in person. Bobri will be there with me and many other good people. And uh, he will be able to speak. You will be able to hear. You might not understand him. But you'll be able to hear him. Yes. Yes, Bobri knows. He's nodding. He's mad at me. I could see him now. No, he's not. <laughs> this is and 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 yes. and talk to him because he yes. will be. He'll oh, have his he's exhibit. So, in. He he's so ingratiating. He really you will get attention. You know, and talk about the situation. I, I watch him in action at these events, and um, you, you're really blessed by someone so committed to help people like Bobri. So I want to say focus. thank you again. Laser yeah. focus on helping yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, there's a number of events coming up. Bobri will be at the as well with Jed Griffin, the uh, Red Pill Expo and other things. But he's always present here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. There's a link to foliumpx.com, 10% off RSB10. Real quick, uh, as we wrap up this hour, there's a story here. Being overweight is now linked to 18 types of cancer, according to this new study. Now, the irony, of course, is everybody's diving in on Ozempic injections and they want Ozempic pills. And, and, you know, the liver damage happening, that there's so much significant metabolic damage, you know, these, so, these so-called obesity drugs are going to be found, if they haven't already, to cause cancer. You know, and they're worried about obesity causing cancer. You get on the drugs for cancer that cause cancer. It's like a never-ending cycle of profit over, you know, disease, decay, degeneration, and dying. That's what we're invested in. We're invested in your freedom, your freedom to learn, your freedom to apply, your freedom to access the information, and the services and products, and a lot of this will be featured at the Cancer Control Society's 48th Annual yes. Convention. And, you know, I would like to say that, uh, uh, you know, cancer is a, a, 
an excellent uh, weight loss program. Uh, perhaps unintended, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I do tell people, God, what a way to diet. Yeah. Um, and, and and again, we come back to food and lifestyle. Yeah. And, and if you're overweight, examine what you're eating and your lifestyle. Yeah. Look at it, learn from it, and uh, reach out to my friend Bobbery, foliumpx.com, as well as Frank Cousineau and the team at cancercontrolsociety.org. It's linked up in the show notes. Please plan to be there as well. You will be richly rewarded. Look forward to seeing you. Recover. Yeah, uh, so look forward. And Frank, we'll be talking more off the air. we got some details to, to go through, but I'm excited to make this the best one ever. Thank you. Thank you very much. And obviously to your audience, uh, great people, uh, very astute to be tuning into your program. Yes, all five of them. Thank you, Frank. <laughs> you know how it is. Well, Bobri, thanks. We'll get you on again where we can hear you next time. Uh, of course, we got to test these things out before we go live. Otherwise, it's impossible to, to correct. But always a fun time with Frank and Bobri and you and Super Don and everybody else. Next hour, Tim James coming up. We talk about the chemical-free body. What does that mean? What drives Tim James? What did he learn about to do what he's doing? And uh, we'll have access to that as well. Thank you all for being here. God bless you. I just am grateful and humbled that I get to do this two hours a day, five days a week, plus additional conversations on, on our Sunday broadcast. Thank you to Frank Cousineau. Thank you to Bobbery, And thank you to all y'all. Stick around. Another hour of broadcast healing coming up here after the break because the power to heal is yours. Well, if you haven't figured it out, this is the place for health, freedom, and healing liberty, two hours a day, five days a week, plus additional time on Sundays for our conversations. And uh, we had a great one with Ann Archer Butcher last Sunday, extraordinary healing journey story that she told. Uh, How do you get that guidance? How are you guided back to health? Well, we talked with uh, Frank Cousineau. We had at least a visual on Bobbery last hour, Uh, but the idea of side effects of drugs, whether it be cancer or other things, side effects are direct effects that are not marketable until they become marketable. Case in point, Viagra used to be a side effect of a previous incarnation of that drug. And then they looked down and said, oh, we could market that side effect. And it miraculously becomes the direct effect. And what they used before becomes the side effect. This is the science of um, FDA approved pharmaceutical toxic poisons. And as I mentioned last hour, uh, what they're targeting, you know, with a federal program in the fall, propagandizing you legally, not lawfully, into getting flu shots, COVID shots, and RSV shots. None of those things support health. All of those things damage your immune system, intoxicate and poison your body, and alter it metabolically, perhaps forever when it comes to mRNA technology, synthetically alterating, altering uh, DNA protein synthesis to produce aberrant toxic spike proteins and who knows what else in terms of the lipid nanoparticle delivery system. Absolute mess. Your government completely illegitimate when it comes to your health. Have you figured it out yet? If the fear and death administration approves it, you might want to run the other way. Very rare do they get it right. And even if they get it right, it becomes so toxic and monopolistic that it crowds out other things that are even more right when it comes to scientific validation for which you're not allowed to speak. 
Again, check out uh, Jonathan Emord, Sacred Fire of Liberty Hour uh, coming up this Thursday, and we'll be talking about that and more as well. Uh, I mentioned the 48th Annual uh, Cancer Control Society Convention uh, last hour. That's Labor Day weekend in L.A., Glendale, California. Hope to see you there. If you go to the Robert Scott Bell Show webpage, it's robertscottbell.com. There's a tab at the top. You can just click on the upcoming events, and you can see this very weekend we have for the first time ever the RSB Family Union. Thanks to Leslie, who's working on finishing up her latest podcast on the Robert Scott Bell Podcast Network. And that is her show is included. It's called Stay at Home Mom or Stay at Home Mom. And she's awesome. And she's going to be hosting us at her um, and her six daughters and her husband, James, at their homestead in Missouri near Joplin. And this weekend, the 14th, 15th and 16th, I'm excited to see all y'all that are going to be there with us. Then the next weekend will be in Columbus, Ohio. First Friday, the 21st, I'll be actually at Whitaker's Farm Market. And it's now called Whitaker's Natural Market. It's about an hour outside of uh, Columbus. And then at the Maho Show for Health Food Stores, that's an industry trade show. I'll be speaking on their Sunday breakfast uh, discussion on a lot of different things, silver, copper, and more. The Red Pill Expo comes up mid-August. Before we know it, it'll be here, Des Moines, Iowa, 12th and 13th. I hope you'll support G. Edward Griffin and the crew. I know Bobbery will be there with Folium, as we talked about, and many of our friends will be there. Cardio Miracle, I'll have some silver and copper shots to be pouring all weekend, and I'll be emceeing that event and more. Then we got Cancer Control, Labor Day weekend. We just talked about that last hour. The Biomed Expo is a new one for us, September 14th through 17th. And I'm working on getting uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits and maybe straight Tracy Strapp to join that in that one as well as many others that are going to be there uh, in the desert in uh, September. Then we have the 10th annual, well, I say annual, it's a 10th anniversary of the Healing Strong Group out of Atlanta area. And they're going to be meeting in Houston, Texas this year, September 29th and 30th. And I'll be one of the featured uh, uh, breakout workshops as well. And I hope to see in Houston, Texas. I haven't been there in a while. And then we have uh, two options on the same weekend, 6th, 7th, and 8th of October in Pittsburgh for a professional training event with Nutritional Frontiers. You guys can go to nutritionalfrontiers.com and get a discount, 15%, in fact. RSB15 is the code on everything that they sell, even things that are already on sale. You can double dip. And we also have the 8th Annual Your Health Freedom Gallon Symposium, and that's uh, south of Salt Lake by about 20, 30 minutes or so. Uh, and that's uh, going to be the 6th and 7th of October. Then we have the Health Freedom Expo, the granddaddy of them all, we like to call that. Uh, and that's been going on for a long time as well. October 14th and 15th, Tinley Park Convention Center outside of Chicago. You're safe enough, far away enough from Chicago that we all go. And Jonathan Emore should be there with us and many of our friends. And uh, the 12th and 13th is the Trinity Live, which is Trinity graduates, Trinity students, and doctors and healthcare providers, nurses, et cetera, all welcome for continuing education for a couple of days. And you can get a four-day pass as well. And then we have a big event, uh, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona with the Warners. Uh, and you can check that out as well. Just click on any of these links. We'd love to see you at any or all of these events. More will be added as they can. I don't know. I can't keep up with it myself. That's why I have to visit this every day to remember, oh, my gosh, I can't double or triple book myself on particular weekends. But, again, hope to see at some of these events or all of these events. All right. Um, Super Don, uh, if you can open up. I know we got Tim James scheduled. He's going to be joining us in just a few minutes here. Uh, but it was great to have a reunion with Frank Cousineau. Do you remember Frank from years ago? It's been a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What a great guy. Man, it's been at it 48 years, that thing. Has been going it's on. been a while. Yeah. But good people doing good work. I love spotlighting those folks. Makes me feel so good. You know, just happy to, to that people are still around because we've lost a lot of friends over the years. 
that have been in this realm, including, as I mentioned, Dr. Nick Gonzalez. But as she as he said, Mary Beth, his wife, will be there along with uh, some other doctors that are helping to continue the legacy going back to Dr. William Kelly and others. Uh, so pretty cool stuff that's happening. Yes, sir. Now, benzodiazepines, you know about these drugs, the benzos? Familiar, yeah, I've heard of yeah. them. Not you know, something it, you, it, you, you took or abused, right? They, I'm on some right now. Actually. No, you're not. Yeah, I, I need them to, to do the show. Mm. Uh, yeah, you know, the benzodiazepines, they're kind of like the, the one. Nobody really paid attention to those much. Everybody was focused on opioids. Mm-hmm. But this but, is like you've heard of Xanax. Oh yeah, Valium, no, they're very, Ativan, very, Clonopin. very popular. A lot of yeah. people, uh, a lot of people take them, and they um, they're easily abused. And not only can they be abused, uh, check this out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're now saying that these drugs. Not that we're surprised, but they're linked to suicide and brain damage. Brain damage, and it says so even if you stop taking them. The gift that keeps on giving, apparently. Well, tell me once again, what dietary mineral supplement, herb, or homeopathic remedy would be allowed to be on the market one more day if it was linked to suicide and permanent brain damage? Yeah. Well, these are these are drugs that are are prescribed for anxiety disorders, which is huge. Very common. There's yes. a lot of that going on now, especially uh, over the last three years. It's increased after the uh, the pandemic, the pandemic lockdowns yeah. and the, all that stuff. Yeah, I would much rather you guys and gals, you know, be introduced to the plant called cannabis. God created it. I'm not telling you to abuse it, but there can be useful benefits, whether it be CBD, THC combinations, etc. There are so many ways to deal with anxiety that don't involve brain damage and suicide. And this is a this is another one of those great drugs that people will take for anxiety. And one of the side effects is anxiety. Yeah, exactly. Same scenario. I love that. And the things that would actually help you are not patented and they are prohibited from telling you that they can actually help you without, again, brain damage or suicide. Central nervous system depressants. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. Yeah. So just like withdrawing from SSRIs, it's very dangerous. Suicidal ideations, behaviors, tendencies, etc. I'm wondering also about the homicidal things. We've talked about the school shootings over the last decades. I've been doing this show for 24 years uh, back in the Columbine days and you know, I pointed out almost immediately that uh, these kids were on various psych- psychotropic drugs that were approved by the FDA and, and prescribed often by a psychi- psychiatrist or a doctor, some kind of medical doctor, and contributed to whatever uh, ideations or tendencies they have. Remember, many of these drugs remove the governor on the limitations to actually engage in those behaviors. You know, it's one thing to have these thoughts and look. If you're human, you've had thoughts that you don't like and you go, that's a really horrible thought, but you would never act out on those thoughts. These drugs seem to remove the inhibitions on that. Now we find the benzodiazepine, a class uh, brain damage, even after you're done using them, if you ever are done using them, much less suicide. So that's another big story here. And uh, our friends at Nutritional Frontiers do have uh, certified organic U.S. grown hemp CBD products that might be able to help you. They're not claiming it is a, a drug because it's not, but it's a supplement. It's a food. And uh, I love this stuff. And you can get 15% off. You can go to uh, CBDNF. That's CBDNF for NutritionalFrontiers.com. Use the code RSB15. And uh, loads of things that if you're not sure about discount codes, they're all there in the more tab Super Don has put up. Or you can just click on banners at, on the right-hand side at the Robert Scott Bell Show website. And I think we have something new to present as well uh, with Tim James this hour. Uh, and uh, he's also been coaching and helping a lot of people, including Pat Militich, who we've had on this show. 
connected to him and doing great, great things. And he's got this new chemical free body store that you'll be plugged into today. We'll tell you about how to link up and get a little discount as well. And uh, unless there are other announcements I'm forgetting, we'll bring Tim into the mix momentarily. What do you think, Super D? It's done. <laughs> Tim James on the Robin Capital Show. What's up, Tim? Uh, hey, guys. Pleasure to be here. It's going to be a lot of fun, I can tell already. Yeah, well, we we uh, we love bringing the power to heal back where it belongs, and that's with each and every one of you. And I know you share that ideal. We chatted a bit before the show a couple of times as well, and uh, we'll we'll tell everybody how to connect with all that you do as well. Uh, but uh, obviously, the backstory is so very important. You also have uh, a show online people can can learn about and, and plug into if they dig in. I think they will. Uh, so I'm grateful to connect with you and have you on the show today. Yeah, man, really a pleasure to be here. And uh, Super Don, it's nice to meet you too. We've only conversed through email, so it's it's a pleasure. Yes, sir. <laughs> how, yeah, how are well, the yeah, levels I mean, coming that, from that was, Tim? Are they okay? Uh, are they low? Yeah, well, it looks like it's set lower. I just want to be sure. Uh, it's, yeah, it's right. I was I was making an adjustment there. Okay, thank you, my brother. Thank yes. you. <laughs> All right. Yes, good to connect with someone of like like mind and intention uh, and integrity, Tim. And again, for those that don't know Tim James, I guess we do need to hear the backstory, how you got into what you do and why you're doing it. Absolutely. Thanks again. Thanks to the listeners for, for being here. And, uh, you know, my goal always, any shows that I go to, whether it's radio or podcast or television shows is to, besides the inspiration part is to give people practical tools. They can go take action on right now. I am totally for the working class. I'm totally about you guys becoming your own doctor and learning how to self heal and, you know, just taking charge of your own life in all aspects. So what happened to me was I, I basically grew up on a small cattle and hay farm in eastern Oregon. Uh, I was hunting and fishing a lot, you know, deer and elk and chuckers and pheasants doing all that stuff. Uh, having a good time with my buddies, cutting firewood, you know, doing this stuff. I, I played baseball at a high level for 30 years, so I was an athlete. But fast forward, age 37, I'm now a financial advisor. We have three offices. There's a lot of stress, a lot of meetings, all this stuff. And, you know, I was like doing a good job. You know, all my friends are like, dude, you got it made because I was partnered up with a guy that was getting ready to sunset. And I was going to take over this massive practice, 18 employees, three offices. They were crushing it. Like I think it was at the time when I was there, they were netting about 2.4 million a year. So I was like poised to, you know, do really well financially. And, and, um, that was all good. But the problem was, is the standard American diet and the standard American lifestyle and all the stress and anxiety had caught up with me. And I found myself 42 pounds overweight. Uh, both of, uh, my knees started getting eczema on it mm-hmm. and I started, uh, bleeding and sticking to my wool suits and that was okay, I guess. But then it started happening to my elbows and both elbows got eczema and bleeding and cracking. So I couldn't wear white shirts anymore as a financial advisor. Dude, Tim, how, how, how old were you when this happened? I was 37, okay. 37. So, you know, it's interesting you say that. you bring bringing back some horrible memories for me. Thanks buddy. Uh, yeah, no problem. When I was a kid. <laughs> no, when I was a kid. This is what happened. The same thing, what you described elbows, knees, bleeding, scratching uncontrollably. Oh yeah. Back of the, and it was like, this was for me much younger. You know, I, I've talked about my scenario. You know, we, we haven't met and had a lot of time to chat about this, but my backstory is I'm like the canary in the coal mine of generation X, all the things that these next generations have as a commonplace, I was the, one of the rare ones that had all of these ailments and illnesses from almost birth forward that I had to overcome, which is what drove me into natural medicine. Ultimately, I didn't know of any of it because I was always focused in medicine and doctoring because that's that was my family. Yeah. And so the journey to, to the natural health and healing realm was through my own body. As sounds like, you know, you're getting that in, the, in your 30s, mid to late 30s. Whenever it's happening, I want po- people to realize that everybody's got strengths and weaknesses. And some people can withstand assaults much longer 
and then wonder, well, what happened? I was fine for all my life versus me coming in and having all the ailments and illnesses and weaknesses. At some point in time, it, 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 it corrupts us and it manifests in a way that we go, oh, now I really need to pay attention. Or you can pay attention to the things we're talking about here and not wait for that to happen. Yeah, absolutely, man. Good point. So um, I'm really happy we shared that in common, our itchy elbows. <laughs> <laughs> and knees. It's horrible memory. Thank you. So, it, well, it keeps getting worse. So then I get acid reflux. A lot of people have that. And mm -hmm. um, I went to the doctor. He wanted me to go on Prilosec. And I was like, eh, it sounds like a, a Martian or something. So I stayed away from that. And I just I just did Tums and Rolaids. And I had them in my car, in my truck, next to my Davino, at my office. I'm eating them 24-7. Yeah. This a terrible acid reflux. And then, um, you know, then it got really bad, dude. I started actually, when I would poop, blood would come out. And on a mm -hmm. scale of 1 to 10 on a pain level, 1 being not very painful and 10, shoot me. I was about a six or a seven. So what ended up happening, man, is like here I am, this athlete, A-type personality, go-getter dude. And all of a sudden, like I'd feel like I, I have an urge to have a bowel movement. And then I started building anxiety because I knew it was like like Pavlov's dog, except I wasn't going to get fed. I was going to go into pain. And all right, here we go again. Sorry to interrupt him. This is me. You're describing my childhood. All, all I did was happen to get <laughs> what you're talking about. But early on, pain associated anxiety associated with moving your bowels it's like imagine that every time you're like it's gonna hurt like you know what and i was yeah. hospitalized with constipation as a child that's how bad it was yeah. uh, so uh, again I, I don't mean to interrupt normally i don't but i'm just like going <laughs> dude this is the journey we've been on just at different phases and times and it's like the same we'll, we'll find probably similar causation as well and how to undo it but again thank you keep going yeah, and unfortunately, it's not isolated because I've been on a lot of shows and we've had thousands of people come to us and say, hey, I, I had this. I related to your story because I had the same issue. So mm -hmm. then it gets worse. So then, you know, after I have a bowel movement, it was of pain followed by blood. So now I've got blood in my stool. My elbows are bleeding. My knees are bleeding. And I like I said, a type guy, but I didn't uh, outgoing. But I didn't want to take my shirt off in public anymore at the beach or whatever, because not because I was overweight, because pretty much everybody else is. Um, but because of my skin, man, I look like salamander, man. It was always bleeding. I had some other skin issue on my shoulder. It was like this fat stuff bubbling up. And mm -hmm. when I was down in uh, Peru, my uh, wife's dad owned a big medical clinic. He sent me to, a, um, like a plastic surgeon. He injected me with some, uh, cortisone or some type of a steroid to kind of eat it. Mm -hmm. But then it was kind of like indented and kind of purpley color, but I'm like, Hey, at least that, that stuff's gone now. Right. Well, three months later, like bloop, 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 three more bubbles of that fat stuff is coming up around it. And I'm thinking, gosh, I don't want to go get those. I hate needles. I don't want to get jabbed again. And then like, is this stuff going to happen on my face? So I'm literally like living in fear. And then it gets worse. So then finally, I go back to Peru and we're on a vacation up in uh, uh, just below Ecuador, northern Peru, in a place called Tumbes. And it's very remote. OK, very remote, but awesome beach. It's just beautiful. So we're actually out on a fishing trip, deep sea fishing trip, having a good time. And I'm starting to get sick. And they're like, oh, he's got motion sickness. I'm like, no, dude, you don't understand. Like I hunt and fish my whole life. I've been out in the coast. I never get sick. It's like I'm a, I'm, my, I'm a tank. And, um, and even her dad was like, oh, he's got motion sickness. Well, we get back and it doesn't clear up. It's getting worse and worse. So he examines me. He's like, oh, we have to get you to the hospital. So we pack our stuff really quick and we go to the airport and we miss the one plane flight out of this very remote location by like 20 minutes. There's not going to be another one for 24 hours. Mm. And he's like, we can't wait. You're going to die. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm bent over at like a 90 degree angle walking like this 100 year old dude and whatever. Mm -hmm. And in extreme pain, they, we rent a van and we drive down this bumpy ass road down the coastline to a town called Piora. 
And um, every, I'm just saying a lot of, after I've told this story, a lot of women have reached out to me and said, you know what it's like to be, have go through pregnancy now. So, (laughs) so basically every bump was like somebody punching me or jabbing me with a knife or an ice pick in my side. And it was like this bump, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Oh my God. Boom, boom. For six hours. Wow. By the time I got there, I'm completely soaked. I was I sweated so much the paper money in my wallet was wet. I'm I'm done. I'm I'm cashed out. They throw me on the uh, examination table and I'm in this third world country. And in the examination room, there's tons of bugs flying around me. Like it's it's like it ain't and the instruments look like they're from the fifties. And I'm like, this ain't good. They're Mm -hmm. talking Spanish a million miles an hour. Long story short, they dope me up. He doesn't want him to do surgery there in that clinic. He wants him at his state-of-the-art clinic in Lima, which is the big city there. It's like 20 million people or something. And um, so he's coordinating all this, and they dope me up. They basically life flight me on a commercial airline. Like, nobody knew. Like, wow. I was messed up. He puts me on. We're first class, and we're out of there. We take the next plane um, out of, I think, uh, Cusco into or from, from Peora to Lima, and then – they take me out taxi. I take a taxi ride from the airport to the hospital. And then I go right at, as soon as I get there, this whole team of surgeons and people just grab me and throw me on a gurney and wheel me up to the operating room. And I go into the OR. So this is my vacation. So I, I get operation and this is where I want to say something about the medical community. When it's crisis care, they do a darn good job. And mm-hmm. that, I mean, it's, it's a very necessary part of the medical uh, piece, but as far as the chronic stuff goes, absolute complete fail for the most part. Right. But, you know, so and most people listen to this show probably know all this stuff. It was, you know, medical Western medicine was born out of crisis care, out of wartime. It's great if you get shot or blown up or you had an emergency surgery like me. So I'm very thankful, very humbled. Um, what the funny thing was is I didn't I didn't have any insurance down there. I've been paying into health insurance my whole life. Never need it. Now I do. But since it was her dad running the hospital, this the surgeon, the two surgeons was the owner of the hospital and some other lady. I bought him a bottle of whiskey. And I bought her some chocolates and I was good to go. Oh <laughs> that, was, that was my bill for mm. getting a full surgery. So I, I recovered and, and kind of recovered down there. And then I wasn't completely recovered. My wife wheelchaired me back in the United States. Could, could uh, I ask you, did they diagnose a bowel obstruction or a, a stone of some kind or what would it end up being? Well, it was, it was, it was an appendicitis and they got it out right before it exploded. Wow. Wow. Right? Okay. So you, yeah, you were almost to sepsis at that point then. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and they say, you know, it's like, Oh, you don't, that's a worthless organ. I'm like, well, why did God put it there in the first place? Yeah, you know, it you just, asked it, the right it, questions. It doesn't even make sense. So um, I was happy that I didn't die. Okay. I'm very thankful. I come back, but I still, my lifestyle's out of control. I didn't know. Then a friend of my baseball team gets diagnosed with stomach cancer, but he chewed tobacco, so we figured he kind of had it because of that. It kind of leaked down into his gut, and he got it. And um, and he did surgery, chemo, all that stuff, and he died. 80 pounds under his weight. It was like an Auschwitz victim. Hmm. Didn't even look like him. Uh, he, he left three little boys behind from ages 6 to 17. It was very hard on our baseball team. We did a fundraiser because he had no insurance, and that was that. Now, I lost my aunt to melanoma skin cancer. Uh, which spread to her lungs. My mom was the hospice worker, caregiver for that. My mom's a saint. And by the way, anybody that's taking care of anybody in these situations, I freaking send so much love out to you because it's like amazing what you're doing. And it's, it's, it's just unbelievable. It's like, ugh, I can't even, it's what I seen that stuff. It's tough. And then um, my grandma died of brain cancer. Okay. So I've been, my life is, but you get cancer, you die. That'd been my experience. Well, a little after Calais had died, uh, the guy on my baseball team, then a good friend of mine at age 43, Charles gets diagnosed with chronic lymphocytic leukemia. This is this blood cancer deal. And I couldn't even pronounce it for like three months. Uh, It sounded scary, though. 
And um, and he's like, hey, man, I got this cancer. They don't really have anything for me. I'm going to go to this place called Hippocrates, this wellness center in Florida. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a natural detox place. Will you go with me to support me? And I'm like, dude, I'm in whatever you need. And I'm thinking my friend's going to die. I mean, this is what's going to happen. I, this has been the report card for my friends and family. So I just want to go help my friend. I drop everything, shut off work and just go. And um, I get down there and I didn't really know what I was getting into because they, they kind of teach like a living food, plant-based lifestyle. And, you know, I'm the big meat eater, keeping five freezers full and, you know, it's just like deer and elk and all that stuff. And I don't know if I would have ever went to that place. I had too big of an ego actually, uh, Robert, um, in the beginning, but I went to, for my friend. And so on the plane, and he knew this, so he was smart. On the plane flight there, he's like, oh, Tim, by the way, when we get there, there's no meat, there's no dairy, there's no salt, there's no sugar, there's nothing cooked over 115 degrees, and there's no vinegar. And I'm like, what? What do you mean there's no meat? So I'm literally, I'm freaking out. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I'm like, I'm going to be here for a week or two. And I'm just like, Tim, you have to put your worries aside. You got, you're here for your friend. He's probably going to die. Just, I mean, they have salads. They've been in business 61 years. Obviously, they're not killing people. So we get there, but I'm, I got a little anxiety around that. And day one, my acid reflux is gone. Hmm. They basically just put us on, you know, purified water with lemon and lime in it. We did wheatgrass shots, these green juices with sprout juice in them and cucumber and celery, and then lots of living foods, sprouted nuts, seeds, grains, beans, everything sprouted, fresh vegetables. They're growing all this stuff on this 50 acre complex. And that was the food. And, and, but by Wednesday, I'm going through this detox symptom, you know, that hurts reaction or whatever you want to call it. And, mm-hmm. and I got night sweats. I'm irritable. I don't feel good. And they said, usually by Thursday or Friday, you wake up and you feel like you're reborn. And I'm like, oh my God, please be Thursday. I don't want to go through one more day of this. And and um, so that day I went to a class and this is where everything changed for me. Mm-hmm. I went to a class called Internal Awareness. And this guy comes out, Dr. Scott Josephson, and he is freaking ripped. I mean, this guy's buff. And he had just turned 50 that day. And he looked about 40. And that was kind of the common theme there. The people that have been working there 10, 20 years looked about 10, 15 years younger than everybody else that I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, success leaves clues. You got to pay attention to these things. I was a very pessimistic pl- person. I'm like, how could this little podunk place help people with cancer? It's like <laughs> they got race for the cure. Our best minds are on it. You yeah. know, I couldn't believe it. My belief system was different. And I'm interviewing. I'm I'm there to help my friend and I'm I'm on it, right? Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and so he starts talking about inside of us. And, and, and this was my first big t- takeaway is that the average person is carrying around six to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material in your colon. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, let that sink in a little bit. And that's the average. Like some people have more, some less. But even if you have a pound of that disgusting crap in there, you want to get it out. And, and he's like, you need to, he was trying to sell us on colonics. I don't know. Have you had a colonic or you know what they are? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I've spoken at the Hippocrates Clinic. I've lectured there. So I know it very well, that whole history. So uh, okay, I appreciate sweet. all that you're sharing. I have the visuals of everything <laughs> going on there. So basically, for anybody that doesn't know what colonics are, colon hydrotherapy, I'll explain really briefly. You basically sit on a tube rectally and water gently goes in and out of your colon and it cleans that stuff out of your colon. That's it. It's not that big of a deal, but Super, for me, Super Don loves that. That's his daily thing, uh, <laughs> by the way. Uh, no, he's now going, wait a second. Don't leave that impression. Right. We talk about this. Yeah. He's shaking his head. Coffee, yeah. not a friend to Super Don. Uh, so. so, so we, well, you know, he's, he's telling us to do this stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I'm elbowing my friend, Charles. I'm like, look, dude, I came here to help you with your cancer deal, but there's no way I'm doing that thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that would be Don, right. Super deal. Yeah, would be yeah, like, yeah. Uh-uh, everything else. Okay. Yeah, I can, yeah. but that's so, it, it, it ain't happening so right? what was it that got you over the proverbial uh well colon colon uh colonoscopy videos so he was very smart so he showed drugs, three people alcohol drug. <laughs> no they, 
They darted me. They darted you. <laughs> I got darted. Like an old school. No, so um, so he showed these videos. And the first video was going inside the colon of uh, unhealthy people. The first one was like a 24-year-old female. She had Graves' disease or Hashimoto's mm. or some, some type of thyroid disorder. And she had a thrush, which is a yeast infection. So you go into somebody's colon, you think you're going to see some brown stuff, right? Yeah. Not in her colon. Her colon was white and, and yellow from yeast overgrowth, just totally white and yellow. And I'm like, whoa, that's weird. This is then totally they, exciting. Super, Don. You can tell like expression. Yeah. So then they go into uh, <laughs> then they go into a 65-year-old male that had cancer, colon cancer, and parasites. And inside his colon, it's black as midnight. It's like tar, and all these little white worms are crawling around. And then the doctor turns around and goes, now, just so you guys know, this parasite thing is not a third world affair. Easily, easily half of you are going to see these parasites coming out of you in your stools. Not just the in, in like these tapeworms and pinworms and hookworms. Mm -hmm. But he goes, there's also other parasites that are microscopic. You can't see them. But all of them, all of them are eating your food. They're drinking your drinks. They're urinating and defecating in you. And they're having sex and having thousands of eggs. And then I'm just like, Sounds okay, like yeah, yeah, no, it's, that, a big, it's, yeah, it's a big party, and like, yeah. and I'm just like, maybe this colon hydrotherapy thing might be look a little better. And so, then they went to a 45 year old female with breast cancer, black like tar, a little bit of brown stuff. You get the point. Then mm -hmm. they went to the healthy person. You could see that healthy person's colon was all pink and clean, but the brown stuff was kind of normal, like it should be. And that's when the light bulb went off on me, and I'm like, oh my god, this is an inside job. Like if my tractor's not running white. The engine's all gummed up. I got to flush the engine out, like or the, mm -hmm. your car. So I started looking at the um, the body like a system, like a like a machine, and I and I kind of got it. So I sign up for the colon hydrotherapy thing. I go in the next day. They weigh me, and in one hour, I dropped eleven pounds of impacted funk and gunk and junk wow. that had been lining my colon. Dude. And this was in two thousand eleven, bro. And in two and then at that time, they had like six hundred thousand people they didn't call hydrotherapy on. Mm -hmm. the record they keep track of all this the record was one lady had dropped 27 pounds in one one hour session and i thought about that and all i could think about was like that that my dog weighs just about that's like a medium-sized dog like falling out of your butt that is a lot that is a lot that of is weight. perspective thank you Tim James. <laughs> that's a lot super don would have taken the day off had he known this discussion was going to take place today so thank you tim i don't that. know i would have missed the, the the dog falling out of the butt though i mean that's <laughs> i don't i don't think i've, I've ever heard it uh described no, that way that's before a that's a very unique way like to describe that. it I like now that. well when you're a redneck you make you you know you have a pet rock growing up so you make the best out of everything you know? <laughs> that is so true by so the way so, uh southern Eastern Oregon saying hello to Eastern Oregon. All right, dude. Where are you from? Uh, I'm in Klamath right now. Oh, Klamath. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Blue-green algae, baby. That's right. All right. Um, that stuff's actually really good for MS, that Brain On product that they have. We use that um, uh, for people with MS to yeah, bolster that, and strengthen that, that, that glial cells, the fatty tissue of the brain. So e really good stuff. E3, I think it is. Yeah, E3 Live. Yeah, yeah Michael yeah. Saber is the owner of that. We thing. have the, the energy bits. We got the chlorella and the... Uh, um, Spirulina. Spirulina oh, good. combination. Good. It's beautiful. But yes, uh, a lot of great tools that you have accessed. And uh, again, I, I appreciate your candor. You know, Tim, I, I, this is the kind of stuff I love hearing the stories of journeying through from ignorance and arrogance to humble, you know, oh my gosh. Yeah, you get you get humbled pretty quick when you see. Yeah. The other thing is, too, you, dude, you see other people going through stuff that are way worse than you. Mm -hmm. And like they're coming there on their last leg as a last ditch effort. And unfortunately, that's where a lot of people go to Hippocrates. In fact, more and more people yeah. now are are coming to get ahead of the curve. But back in the day when they first started, it was all, I mean, the gal who started that place, Ann Wigmore, she healed herself of stage four colon cancer with like lawn grass and herbs. Her grandmother or surrogate grandmother was like the village healer. 
So I feel like her grandma, the village healer, helped Anne, then doctors Brian and Anna Maria to me and then to you and then like out to other people. We're just sharing the stuff that we've learned. So after I did the colon hydrotherapy, I wake up the next day. I feel fantastic. Charles and I go to our little workout routine. We do our infrared saunas. We do the hot cold plunge and we're walking back to the deal. And I looked at him. I'm like, dude, do you feel as good as I do? And he's like, yeah, I goes, I feel great. I said, look, dude, my, my arms are literally tingling with energy. My mental clarity, all that brain fog that I had was like gone. Mm-hmm. And I was like laser focused on everything. I said, dude, I, everything I've studied here and talked to people, I mean, these people aren't bullshitting me. I'm like, you're going to heal this cancer. I know it. I go, this is it. Like we've literally discovered the fountain of youth and it's literally just getting all this man-made crap out of our body, the processed foods and the chemicals flooding our body with nature and then working on things to calm our nervous system and, and not be in stress mode all the time. And I'm like, dude, I'm gonna, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but we're going to go home. I'm giving up all meat except for bacon and we're going to do this deal. And so we go home and we start growing sprouts and juicing it and doing all this stuff. And um, in 60 days, Charles lost 60 pounds. Adam, his son-in-law who came there with us, lost 80. I lost the 42 pounds. So the weight thing would just fell off and people are like, oh, you can't lose weight that fast. I'm like, yeah, you can. I mean, my friends, when I got back, I was so excited about this. I was telling them how Charles was going to heal himself. My friends literally thought that I, I lost my mind mm-hmm. because of the belief system, thinking that cancer is this thing that's going to get you. And it's like, no, it's your freaking environment. Your genes express themselves differently. You just change the environment. You change how the genes express themselves. And that's what we're doing. So my friend John comes over and he sees me in 60 days. He heard me tell him, but he thought I was a nutbag. Then he saw me and he's like, holy crap, like what you're talking about, what are you What are you doing? I'm like, dude, I just told you all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, but he wasn't listening because I was saying that Charles is going to heal himself of cancer, right? That's what I said. And people don't take that well because they don't think you can because in their belief system, we have, like me, yeah, been we have all these experts, we have all these billions of dollars going towards it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I look at it like the gene stuff. It's like they take a healthy cell. They throw it in a Petri dish. They add a known carcinogen. It creates a cancer cell, and then they study it to try to come up with some synthetic thing they can patent to stop it from happening. My question is, why don't we take the healthy cell and not expose it to the carcinogen thing in the first place? Hello. Yeah. So there we go. That's the the solution. So Mm -hmm. 60 days later, dude, I lost the weight, and I told John about it. He's like, will you grow these sprouts for me? I didn't want to, but I did. Then he brought his friend Eric over. I told him my story. Long story short, 5,500 people later, dinner, juicing classes at my house. My garage is full of sprouts. I'm delivering them to 40 to 60 cancer patients a week. I completely healed myself. In in 60 days, even the eczema on my elbows was gone. The fat stuff on my shoulder disappeared. Eight months later, that huge patch of eczema that had been there forever, gone. The bleeding, rectal bleeding, gone. I Just everything. My, my ribs are coming out. I'm 50. Trail running, rock climbing, jujitsu. Uh, I, I became a yoga instructor, became a raw food chef, completely redefined myself. I even like dancing and I'll tell people about it. No, I don't care. <laughs> it's like in singing. I got singing lessons and I started playing guitar. Like I've completely re my whole life wow. is completely different from this redneck whiskey drinking, tobacco chewing. You know, I still like splitting wood and doing all that kind of stuff and being out in nature. And I think that's why I gravitated to nature so much was because um, I, I had been steeped in it my whole life. I loved getting out in nature and doing that kind of stuff. And I loved, uh, we had a big garden and, um, being outside with my friends. And, and I just realized it was more, it wasn't more about going out and killing stuff. It was more about just being outside in nature. And that's my whole life right now is just trying to wake people up because my buddy Charles in two and a half years literally healed himself of this cancer. Mm -hmm. He's it's 12 years later. He's thriving. He went from bankruptcy, bankruptcy and cancer and a rough marriage to, um, no cancer, thriving business, new lady, very happy. 
that is a complete win. His he got to see his son graduate high school. He got to go to father son weekend Oregon State University, and his son became a real estate agent and sold Charles's home. And so I'm on a mission to help other people get on the same path that Charles and I had. Mm-hmm. And we actually finished the 2012 Portland Marathon together before he was technically cancer free. He was running a marathon. We were working with a lymph uh, lymph, uh, lymphoma lymphoma leukemia society. Okay. They're actually a, they're actually a pretty good organization. They give money for you for stuff and insurance and mm-hmm. and stuff like that and food and all this kind of stuff and electrical bills. I think they're really awesome. And they support it and they it's called team and training. And they get all these people that have friends with lymphoma and leukemia, and they help you train for a marathon and do fundraisers to raise money. Mm-hmm. Charles was the only person there that had cancer. Remember, people are running to raise money for their friends that are going downhill. He's, he's still in the mid- middle of cancer. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I feel great. I feel great. My sister's always, he goes, shit, if I go, I goes, if I can heal cancer, even though he wasn't technically there yet, mm-hmm. he's like, I can do it. Cause when he was first, his white blood cell counts were like at 36,000, six months later, 24, then 18, then 13. Normal levels are like between four and 10. And in two and a half years, he was totally fine. But we finished the 2012 Portland Marathon together. And I tell you what, I get tears just thinking about it. Dude, we crossed mm-hmm. that finish line together. And that was the, like, we knew at that point, like, he's going to heal. It was definitive. There was no more, maybe yeah. he might not make it. We knew he was going to make it. I mean, he just ran mm-hmm. a freaking marathon. And we were just, it was Tim, just a great, great dude, story. Inspiration is what you are and are doing, honestly. And I appreciate so much. And I could see how. Uh, people are connecting and resonating to this more than ever. And I'm grateful that you're part of the, this journey because we need more. There's never enough mm-hmm. yeah. There's more people in need than we could have, you know, the ability to meet their needs. But many people don't know that they have options like this and you have the chemical free body. We'll talk about inner circle coaching, if you will. I, and I know you're connected to Pat Militich, who we've had on the show as well. Really, really cool guy. Uh, maybe you could tell me a little bit about the coaching program, how people can plug into that. Yeah. So what we did was, is, um, I, you know, I, I just wanted to help people. And for the first two and a half years, I didn't like charge anybody, nothing. I was a financial advisor. I was doing all this stuff on the side. Mm-hmm. And then what happened, Robert was, uh, to finish the story. It's, it's not very much longer, but my sure. little brother got killed in a mountain biking accident. Oh. And this is when I was still, uh, I broke his neck and died. And, um, man, I didn't really have the skill sets back then to deal with that spiritually. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I wasn't punching walls, but I would slam my bed like the whole, you know, just so frustrated because I had I, I grew up an only child. I was adopted. Then I met my biological mom and then I met my brother, Troy. And then we bonded when he was 15. I was 21 and he had a couple kids. He had a bun in the oven and he's dead. And we're, we're going to do this farm together. So this all just got crushed. And I loved him so much. And I remember yelling out one day I was up in my room. I was like, what, Troy, what do you want me to do? And I heard him say, do what you love and do it now. And I said, and I picked up my phone and I called Jeff, my mentor in the financial services in there, said, dude, I'm out. And he goes, what are you talking about? I go, I said, I'm getting out of financial services. I just, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, what are you, how you, what are you talking about? I, I said, dude, my brother's dead. He went out doing what he loved. And if I, if I died right now, I'm like, I would rather help people grow sprouts, dude. I want to help people do what I do. Cause I was in misery, dude. I was like bleeding and, and you know, mm-hmm. it's, it was a lot. It was, dude, I wasn't, it was, it was painful. Mm-hmm. Living was painful. It wasn't fun. And I had seen so many people rebound from the information that I was blessed. I mean, we, we joke about it, but it's like, Charles, we were very lucky that he got cancer, man. It was like the best thing. One of the best things besides my son's being born that ever happened to me was my friend getting cancer and saying, dude, let's go to this place. And I got woke up and I'm like, 
I, I learned to heal myself. Lori was and asking it, what, what stage, if, if you remember about your, well, family. I don't know if they have stages with, with, with blood cancer, but just slowly gets worse. Some people can die in sure. a year or two, and sometimes they can milk it out to 15 years. But when it gets bad enough at the time, they said, we'll put you on an experimental drug and you got to right. sign 45 pages saying, if you stub your toe, you die all this stuff. And you're basically just becoming a, a Guinea pig for, for the pharmaceutical industry at that point. Mm -hmm. And I, maybe even before that, but the, the point is, is like, it's like when, when my, my brother died, it was like, I just decided that I'm, I don't even care. Like I didn't, the money, everything. And people thought I was nuts. Now everybody's like, what are you doing walking away from that gig? You were slated to take over. I'm like, I don't care. I, I don't care. So I just mm -hmm. ripped the bandaid. I bought a dry race board and I started coaching people. So we ended mm -hmm. up, uh, um, I bagging up these greens. So we had a green product. We started selling a star number one seller, the green 85 stuff. It's super highly concentrated because I was telling people what I learned at Hippocrates. If you're not doing two green juices a day, you're not on the Hippocrates protocol. Do not expect the same results. So I remembered that and I made two fresh green juices a day and I sold hundreds of juicers for those juicing companies, but only one out of 10 people will stick with the juicing because you got to clean the juicer and buy the stuff and do it. Right. So I'm, I'm like, how can I help people? So we, I got them doing like these three things, like drinking water, chewing their food really good, avoiding liquids with meals. I can talk about that. It's a free manual people get. It's our core four secrets. I added another deal. You get that just by perusing around the website. A little pop-up comes up and you get the free core four secrets manual. It's what we do in all our coaching students. But I, I'm like, I got to help people with these greens. So we started uh, packaging that up and I did it in Ziploc bags and sent it out to my friends. And they're like, man, this stuff tastes like pond scum, but boy, do I feel good. And so we eventually flavored it. I got a formulator on board, Dr. Scott Treadway, a former Marine. And um, and we just started making this product. And then since then, we've come out with a bunch of stuff. So Pat Militich found me because of these products. Mm -hmm. And he got on them. And then we connected. And then I ended up coaching him on his health. Drove, I actually went to Iowa and took him on shopping trips and you know connected and did a bunch of stuff with him. He actually became one of my coaches on our Chemical Free Body coaching team. And him and I are just like buds now and so that's mm -hmm. how kind of how we you know how we connected if people have already heard pat right. talk before um but so that's how it all got started so what we i don't know you're asking me about inner coaching it's it's basically what i do is like yeah we have products okay and i i've taught a lot of companies how to get their products cleaned up because ingredients do matter if you guys yeah. are watching look at my shirt well, your t-shirt ingredients matter yeah yeah it's really important so what i found out was is like I, I, as a coach, as a health coach, I would help my clients find all these different greens or this or that. This is before I had my supplement company. And, um, and then I would find like this one protein powder all of a sudden had xanthan gum in it. And I'm like, xanthan gum? I'm like, what the heck's that? You know, I've been reading lots of labels. I read everything before it goes into my body now, mm -hmm. you know? So, and, um, I look it up and it's like mutated corn syrup fermented in bacterium. And I'm like, what? I'm like, and it's, it's an emulsifier and it actually destroys your intestinal villi, these little hair-like structures lining the intestine, which is part of how you live. Mm -hmm. Like it's the, it's the inter it's the insights. It's a driving engine of your life are these little hair-like structures. And I'm like, I don't want to emulsify my, my villi, my, these little hairs in my gut. So I had to call all my clients and say, don't take it back. Get your money back. I'll find something else. This mm -hmm. started repeating itself over and over. And finally out of frustration, I just started my own deal. At least I know it's clean as long as I'm at the helm. So that's mm -hmm. how that whole thing got started. But here's the deal is like, even when you buy products, who's, who's helping you with them? Is anybody calling you, talking to you? No. And so I was trying to help everybody working 18 hours a day, everybody buying the stuff I'm coaching them, doing all this stuff. So that I didn't know about electronics and plugins and all this stuff. And I'm, 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 a, you know, I was doing 
pushing paper as a financial advisor. I knew nothing about tech mm-hmm. and so and leveraging your time with that stuff. So now what we have is we have what's called, we just launched called the inner circle. So when people come in, you basically can get products and then you can have me for, for a dollar for the, for the first month and all my coaches. So every week we go live. I do a live talk. We do a, and then we do live Q and a, we ask, answer everybody's questions. We have a link. Them, I think super Don, if you can put that up uh, in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com, here's what it looks like. Tim James, inner circle coaching, live Q and a live Wednesday, six to nine Pacific, uh, nine, six, I'm sorry, six Pacific nine Eastern. I'm looking at it now. Uh, and you can tackle, I, I think you just hit that link as well. And I think there's other things Super Don has connected us to. We can talk about as we're wrapping up here with you, Tim. Yeah, in sure. fact, we have a, a direct link apparently to the new Chemical Free Body Store as well uh, with the products, some of these things that you helped develop and make sure the ingredients are clean and pure on. And uh, I think, I don't know if there's a code like RSB to get people a discount, but maybe. Yeah, there, the, the, there, there is. And I'll, I'll tell the funny story. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. we had a third-party affiliate program but when we have pe- what we found out is people that are speaking very deeply on the truth and freedom and health aspect, sometimes they get blocked. So we just today finally finished off and we have a separate affiliate program for people like you and me now. Hmm. So we don't have to go through this BS process of creating another website and bootlegging you back into the system. We're just we just I just paid for it. We got a new system. It's okay. insane when somebody's trying to do something right, how hard it is to do business nowadays. Yeah. Like our raw material costs are so much more expensive. Like this can of greens would normally sell for like 117 to $127 a jar if I was to do it with normal retail markups. Mm-hmm. We don't. We sell it for 67 So it's right there in the middle of all these other ones people are buying. But like I tell people, don't take my word for it. Try it out. Get first-person experience and compare it. Or if you're not drinking greens, you need to. Like every day, twice a day, if you do that one thing, that thing will really transform your health. So anyway, so the, we have – What is the product called Super Soldier that I hear about a lot? Super Soldier is um, what Pat Militich actually brought to me. And mm. Pat was so big on He's like, dude, you don't understand this, these fulvics. And so what it is, it's it's a special, it's like 60,000 year old, thousands of plants that have been broken down, but they're still in their organic living form. Mm. They haven't fossilized yet. So you have this super concentrated mineral complex, nutrient complex with tons of fulvic and humic. What you want to think of, everybody knows minerals are important. Like your bones are made of minerals. We need them and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But the fulvic is like a bus. And the fulvic takes those minerals into the cell. And then it's like the seat's empty and all the nutrients jump out. And then it grabs the toxins and it hauls them out. Yeah, it's lovely. Okay, but yeah. in the skin of the soil, it's been all removed from our soil today. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, yeah. very powerful uh, product that we have. It's actually become our number two bestseller. So I got to thank Dude, Pat the, for the name alone. The name alone, Super Soldier, is like, are you kidding me? That just like sells itself. But now I know exactly what it is because we're we're big fans of the ful- fulvic and humic acid as well, and and know how important it is here. So that's another option yeah. for folks. Yeah, and Pat Pat's looked at tons of fulvics and humics for decades, and he said that the second best one isn't even a third of this one. So because I have fulvics and humics in a couple other products, so I was like, why do I need it? And then he told me, I'm like, okay, we'll just go for it. And it does work. I've used it myself and I became my own guinea pig. So I'm just like, sure. I, I will pivot and change. As soon as I find something better, I'll switch. Just mm-hmm. like, I you know I sold saunas for 12 years and I pointed out that I was like, dude, you got a relaxed sauna back there. Yeah, that's yeah, Phil. Yeah. Dude, it is the best sauna on the planet. There's no other sauna that it broke a natural law. Anybody listening, <laughs> if you don't have one and you're, it's like, you have no idea what you're missing out on. It is one of my go-to things. I won't even take a private coaching client on it unless they get that product right now because it does so much heavy lifting for me. Yeah. So what we're all about is like curating 
like the best products for, for us that are completely clean, no magnesium stearate, no silicon dioxide, no dicalcium phosphate, this crap that they're putting binders, fillers, and flow agents. You might have a good formula, but if there's a stuff in there, it's like, why would you do that? Like silicon dioxide is a level three toxin on the EPA's toxin list, yet it's in most supplements. So I tell people like, read your labels. I dare you to read our labels. So my goal is not just to have a supplement company. I want to help the working class get their health back and fight for freedom and help these other supplement companies reform themselves and transform the entire industry. And at the same time, I'm, I just bought a farm and my mom and dad's farm and we're going to, I'm getting back into soil because the root of the root of the issue is we got to save our soil. Amen. So if we, yeah. that's where, that's where we're at. And I'm just, um, uh, I, I, I get, it's like not even work for me. I just love getting up and do this stuff every day. Tim James, you made my job easy. I didn't have to do anything <laughs> to get out of the way, but thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story and all that you're, you're about and giving me that backstory to, and, and the folks here, because we know that level of integrity is hard to find and it's, uh, it's, it's what we do, you know? So if you refresh the show notes, for those of you who are checking it out at robertscottbell.com, super Don has updated the links so you have access to everything that we've talked about here, as well as access to the discount codes and things. Uh, so please take advantage of that. Robert, yeah. I just got a text yeah. from my team. They said that, yeah, that code should be working the RSB code. Okay. And just so you guys know, if you guys, if you wanted to try out our stuff, I would recommend probably going to the shop. I'll show you guys, actually, I'll show you guys how to get a double discount. Okay. When you go to the shop tab, scroll down, you'll see, uh, it's like bundle specials. Pick one of those. Like we have a little jumpstart bundle. It's discounted or all the way up to the total energy and detox bundle, which is what I do, or just pick a bundle that resonates with you in your pocketbook. And mm -hmm. then at checkout, put in RSB, you get an additional 5% off. You get a double discount and we give a double your money back guarantee on all of our products because I know it's going to work for 98% of you up in the middle. But if it doesn't, call us or email us and myself or one of our coaches will get on the team and we'll, uh, we'll get on the phone with you and we'll help you solve your okay. problem. We got it. Chemicalfreebody.com. And there's uh, again, you can go to the shop, you can go to the bundles, use the code RSB to save even more. And uh, uh, Tim, I'm sure this is not the, the last time we'll be talking and I hope to get together with you somewhere at an event. If you head out and about beyond, I know when the farm kicks in, it's hard to leave, but um, by all means, you're doing some extraordinary work and I appreciate you. Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, Super Don. <laughs> he's still there yeah here he is yeah he was after don't forget to get some colonizer therapy <laughs> i am just yeah i, I just can't wait yeah. we install one in the school in fact, I'm that leaving right now I'll see you later i think we can install one in your uh, uh studio there studio uh colonizer therapy yeah, yeah yeah that'd be that'd be a great uh show wouldn't it some great gurgling sound effects live from, <laughs> from Superman's colon. that's right oh ow ow no that's cool Tim, really, again, great to connect with you, my friend. I'm so excited to, to, to see what you're doing. It very much aligns with, with all that we're all about here. And uh, y'all check it out. If you have questions about it, you can reach out. And I'm sure, Tim, you'll talk with folks. Now, Leslie but, says no. She doesn't like oh, that she idea. She doesn't like the idea the of the colon uh, hydrocolon therapy <laughs> from the studio. Yeah. Well, somebody's got to be a naysayer. We have to have that. Every, every yeah, time. next time next time I come on, we'll have to talk about the uh, uh, the umbilical cord studies, all the chemicals mm -hmm. in there, wake yeah. people up about that. There's the, the, there's a lot of things, biological dentistry, whatever you guys want to chat about. We're, Absolutely. I'm good to go. Yeah, I right. appreciate that very much, Tim. Thanks. All right. All right. We'll talk Tim to you James, next time. First time. Health hero. Thanks, he is thanks guys. Hero. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. Uh, do we have time for the question of the day here? We're up against the break. How are we doing? Can you do it in a minute and 15 seconds? Dude, it's going to be tight, but we do have a question of the day coming from Patrick. He says he has basal cell carcinoma on his face. Started as a small scab that wouldn't heal and now is about three quarters of an inch. Looks like a scar. He's heard about cur curiderm. 
uh, as a natural way of uh, treating rather than uh, surgery. What are your thoughts on Curaderm? Look, I've seen Curaderm work. It's it, People say it's expensive, but dude, it can eat away at the cancer. It's vicious, it, but it'll do it. Uh, and then, you know, you want to apply silver or some other recovery uh, promotion and it can help help and it'll heal much better in that regard. Um, any other recommendations on sebaceous hyperplasia? Um, listen, homeopathically, there are many skin focused remedies. Uh, I don't because we're out of time almost. I won't be able to get into that. But I will say that the classic cancer uh, minerals to, to counteract selenium, chromium. And silicon or silica, silica is connected issue along with copper. These are going to be very critical. And you can utilize silver and ozone as well uh, topically. But the Curaderm for a situation like that, I've seen it work. Uh, again, it's it's not pleasant. It's not phys- it doesn't look nice. But in other in other words, to avoid surgery, I've seen it work so many times. Uh, and of course, that's why we had Frank Cousineau on talking about the Cancer Control Society. Many options. I'm not telling you the only one. That's not our way here, although we will tell you, I will tell you the things that I have seen work time and time again. And I would say in any cancer situation, Patrick, if you haven't considered the full MPX or if you haven't heard about it, uh, Bobbery, we talked about him last hour. He could, he came on, he was mute, not because he can't speak, just to my <laughs> but we didn't get a chance. But don't you say you can't understand him anyway? So. Yeah, not, it was funny. Um, I, I, I'm going to have to talk with him. I hope he's okay. I'm sure he is. So, so yeah, right here after the break, I don't know. We've got a common theme going on here. We've got a question in the chat room about how to stop diarrhea. Hmm. Um, so why not, since we're already kind of in that, in that department anyway uh, okay. with hydrocolon therapy. Mm-hmm. This would be the opposite, I guess, of that. But anyway. All right, we'll uh, do that and more. Bonus round of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Diarrhea talk Charlie. after the break. Tim, James, thank you, buddy, for being on board. Thank Frank Cousineau and Moon Bobby River. Oh, geez, here we go. The power to heal is yours. it's into that that's kind of yes let her rip tater chip okay you got kind of questions uh bowel stuff today all right so uh got your brown pants on (laughs) how do either i well now he's gone so we we don't get uh we don't get tim jim Mm -hmm. Tim. tim james yeah um but so someone's got diarrhea. Um, normally they would be like, "Oh, I need to go get some emodium, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's the natural way to deal with diarrhea? I get, you know, I, I have a feeling what you're going to say is that diarrhea is a way that your body is telling you that it's trying to get rid of something mm-hmm. that you have ingested. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, aside from, uh, wanting to pre- prevent yourself or from becoming dehydrated, because that's very yeah. easy to happen that you need to kind of just let the body do what it's doing, even though it's inconvenient because it's, there's a reason for it. Wow. You have learned so much over hey. so many years. Um, yeah, the, it's intelligence, but yeah, when you get to an extreme cases of, uh, you know, cholera, for instance, you know, people will die of dehydration. That's a whole different level. Although it's interesting, you know, we've done the analysis as far as neutralizing the diarrheal diseases with the use of the bioactive silver hydrosol. Actually, you saw that in Haiti with 100% success rate. Also saw it in uh, Senegal in West Africa. Uh, and, and so we know we can stop whatever it is that's going on, but not by binding it and shutting it down uh, like certain, uh, was it a modium and things like that, very chemical 
to, you know, just shut down the process of detox and elimination. No, violent diarrhea can be very inconvenient. Oh, sure. Yeah. But it okay. <laughs> that kind of explosiveness can happen from the other end, too, in terms of, of vomiting. Right. When you are toxic, like in a food poisoning situation, your body is going triage, get this stuff out of here. And it's not waiting. And it's unpleasant as all get out. But when you're done, you're like, oh, I feel so much better. You might be weak from the experience, <clears throat> but the silver can stop a lot of it. Uh, the uh, homeopathic remedy often indicated is podophyllum, P-O-D-O, phylum, P-H-Y-L-L-U-M. Uh, there are others uh, that you can use uh, when uh, diarrhea is indicated. Uh, but uh, if, you know, if you have a systemic chronic uh, situation, it can be like, obviously debilitating and uncomfortable, and it's not necessarily an acute toxicity at that point. There could be uh, issues with parasites. We've talked about that. Uh, Tim was talking about that. Uh, other uh, imbalances in terms of yeast or other overgrowth that could be heavy metal related. Uh, and doing the silver aloe protocol is something that would, would help uh, correct that over time. Uh, if you need to get some kind of analysis to say, hey, what is it that's most prevalent in this in this regard, you can go for analysis and tests like that. But usually uh, it would be involving, you know, body is, is dumping. There's something wrong with the microbiome. Uh, and, you know, here's where pre and probiotics could be of great benefit, even though um, they're overrated in some circumstances because it's about the terrain itself. What has caused such damage? Could it be... Um, glyphosate exposure chronic glyphosate exposure there's a chronic since april lost a lot of weight yeah you will in that case and obviously that that can be a mystery until you start god i mean that's just like, like come on already right yeah you've got to find out what you can eliminate yeah. i mean it's like you got to be a detective eliminate this eliminate that see what kind of corrects it put something new in in that regard um yeah like acute diarrhea is like the body doing its own colonic yes exactly uh, it's but, just way uncomfortable. It's got to be right. I mean, I, right. I, you know, everybody's been had that that bug, mm -hmm. you know, at one point or another in their life where, you know, it's been a few days. And yet by the yeah. end of those few days, you're just like, please, you know. Yeah. Well, can, normalizing, we, can we not do this anymore, please? Normalizing metabolic detoxification pathways is critical. Right. No. If the liver, the kidneys, the lymph, they're not working as well. The body, again, adapts. It tries to adapt to. Uh, to deal with things in whatever way possible to get it out. And, and if it's not processing properly through the liver, um, there's going to be some stuff heading into the colon. That's not so nice. The body's going to go dump it out, get it out, get it out. So I would say, look to the liver, uh, can jest, uh, which we've talked about for many years. It's an old formula from, uh, Alta, ALTA, Alta health products that are in Idaho and, uh, do a level teaspoon, not the little tiny cup in it, three, maybe even four times a day. That'll help with the liver and the gallbladder, the small intestine, large intestine, colon, and stomach, by the way. So it's an entire GI recovery tool. It's not a quick fix, but a correction over time. So look to, you know, attempt to try that. Uh, the Silver Aloe Gut Recovery Protocol, there are homeopathic remedies that I recommend in there. Uh, but there are a number of formulas that are out there that can get, if you don't do single remedies that are combined, so you hit a lot of things at once. Uh, that's another thing to consider. And uh, the chapter for the Silver Aloe Gut Recovery Protocol is available. It's free. The PDF of it is downloadable. And Superdon made it easier than ever to find it. Can't miss it. Now you can't miss it. That's true. Can't miss it. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, that was... So hopefully that's helpful for you. Oh, Baptisia is another great intestinal remedy I talk about from time to time. B-A-P-T-I-S-I-A, -S -S -I -I homeopathic Baptisia. Don't want to overlook that. <laughs> 
All right. That's a good one. All right. Well, what else is going kind on? Kind of in quiet the in the chat room today. It is for the most oh, part. Why is it so quiet? I uh, just on a whim mm-hmm. checked in with our friend Ula. It was kind of like, where did you go? Where Where's was, Ula? Where have you been? I think Ula is. Are you? Ula is planning to be at the family union uh, this weekend in uh, Joplin. I think she said she will be tuning in tomorrow. That she's been extremely busy mm-hmm. with. Uh, you know, uh, relatives and family stuff going on. That's just been kind of crazy. So mm-hmm. she's still, she's okay. Okay. Good, good. <laughs> life, life, uh, with the mom and the sister visiting from Poland. And uh, they haven't the, been able to do preacher and the Polish girl in a while. The church had a summer camp mm. and then end of year, uh, end of school year stuff and like that. So yeah, she'll be back. She'll be back. Uh, yeah, and Leslie, uh, apparently, from rumor has it, there will be a new episode coming soon, so I'll let you guys know when that's up. Excellent. Um, what else? I'm trying to think if there's any other announcements going on. Um, I don't think so. Ooh, I got an interesting question that just came through on Twitter. Okay. Okay, this is from Ruby, R-O-O-B-Y. Let me copy this and drop this into Ruby. the... Ruby. Uh, here, this is fascinating. Paste. Okay. Here we go. Um, all right. So, Super Don, uh, you see that there? You can put that on the screen. I don't know if it's too long. No, I think it's all right. All right. Cool. Yeah. This is, is Robert. I have a question I've been wanting to ask you. As a master of homeopathy. Oh, a master. A master. What Ooh. do you think of paper remedies? If you find them effective, do you think a paper remedy for urotherapy could have benefit? Okay. What? Here we go. Let me sit down for this one. <laughs> <clears throat> What's a paper paper remedy? Okay, this is uh, new I was, to me. Look, it, even if you weren't going to ask the question, I was going to ask you what I, do you think a paper remedy is, just because uh, people have never boy, heard of it, and go. this is a super don kind of first time. Maybe you might remember that I have mentioned this before, but no, I don't no. remember okay, paper so, remedies. So, what do you uh, think? This is? Uh, I don't know. So you must take a like, do something with a piece of paper, mm-hmm. I guess. And yes. you, what do you do? Do you? Uh, I, dude, I, I don't even know. Just tell me. What As is it, it relates to homeopathy, paper. What is it? Okay. I, yeah, because I mean, with, in, in <clears throat> a right. homeopathic remedy, it's mm-hmm. it's something that you do with water. Yeah, typically, it, yes. It's a hippie, hippie shake, shake over here, <laughs> in a, a uh, whatever. And so you do a certain number of the shakes and. Mm-hmm. And and then the energy from what was okay, originally so you, you use the keyword here energy yeah and right. so somehow you can do that with paper everything has a vibration right everything in creation has a vibration how about that I'm coming up with some interesting things here today uh, right. we got the the great unraveling from yesterday have you hit the ceiling in your healing how do you break through and now um, every uh, everything in creation has a vibration now. If we look at a remedy like, well, I brought it up, podophyllum, okay? Podophyllum. Here, let me see what I can do here. Uh, all right, I'm bringing up my Materia Medica. I'm going I'm to open it up in real time. This is not using chat GPT. It's alphabetical. The remedies are listed. And here we go, podophyllum. It's on, and my Materia Medica, which is a, a Borky here, you see that? Uh, mm-hmm. It's on page 507, but there are very many versions. It might not be. It's called also the May Apple. Uh, uh, let's see. It's chief effects on the duodenum, small intestines, liver, and rectum. Okay. 
podophyllum, gastroenteritis, colicky pain, bilious vomiting. So a lot of things associated with fast moving out of the body stuff. Okay. Um, so let's say your health food store doesn't carry podophyllum. You don't know where you Shame can get on it. them. Yeah. And you don't have a complex remedy that includes podophyllum. So here's the question, as I understand it, from Ruby writing this in. You take a piece of paper, you write down the name, podophyllum. You can put any potency you want, 10X, 15X, 12X, 12C, 1M, 50M, doesn't matter. Fold it up, put it in your pocket, and just with intention. All right, well, hold on. Wait a minute. What? Start over again. What do you do? You take a piece of paper. Yeah, just take a piece of paper, write down the remedy, podophyllum. You, you write it on the paper. You write it on the piece of paper. Okay. And then you can put it whatever potency you want on it. Okay. Um, you know, fold it up, put it in your pocket. And with intention, you're acknowledging this energy, this vibration, this frequency, whatever it is, a podophyllum, you're welcoming it into your, let's say, consciousness, sphere, influence, you know, whatever it is that you believe and perceive, because all matter is actually energy vibrating at various different levels. And so the word itself carries the vibration in a sense and intent in the universe. So it goes into an esoteric realm of energy medicine where you haven't even made the remedy, but you're connecting to what that remedy is as, in, as it, it's intended to be, even though you don't have the physical remedy. And in, and in doing so, you activate some of that healing. Now, arguably, somebody would say, well, that's just pure placebo. And I'm not going to argue against that. And I don't even care at that point, because if it helps you, it's great. And there are many people, including Ann. Remember Ann Archer Butcher, my friend? She's utilized that at times where she didn't have access to a remedy and did it and understands and uh, the energy of that or frequency or vibration of that remedy exists beyond time and space. We get into quantum healing, not necessarily quantum computing, but quantum healing. So yes, for your question, Ruby, it's a great question. And I believe and perceive, yes, indeed, it can work. I think it also requires us to have more than just it's in the pocket, but have an intention there. So it's a little more active than, Oh, I've taken the remedy. Now I don't have to think about it. I think there's an element of, welcoming an engagement an active engagement with the remedy whatever that might be and you might so, not have any physical idea what that remedy is or i would encourage you to read about it so you have the semblance of it too when you're putting that intent out there what works better a paper remedy or a water remedy mm. well that's a good question and, and in this case you know if either works what are you going to say you know, which worked better, the one that worked, worked. Yeah, I, I rely mostly on actual remedies, but I have utilized. Well, when you technique. say actual remedy, though, yeah. you're saying what? That the well, paper the funny... remedy is not an actual remedy? Well, uh, you use the, the vernacular, the terms that we would come to expect of, oh, what is an actual remedy? Oh, an actual remedy is what you said. You take that substance, okay. you dilute it, succuss it, dilute it, succuss it, and you have the actual remedy. Because there's another aspect to this. Let's say I had one of these um, EAV machines, electroacupuncture, according to Vol. There's various different technologies that are frequency-type things that can send into your body frequencies, okay? So you can take the remedy itself, and um, the essence of it, the machine reads it and then reduplicates it into another bottle with water or something in it. And you take that remedy. It works, but the only thing that's different about it is that it doesn't seem to last in the, in the semblance of holding that integrity of the, of the remedy that was made physically. 
through the succussion process that you could have that hundred years later. It still works. Whereas I find these electro devices that make the remedies, it tends to dissipate, you know, in, a, in about a month. That's been my experience in terms of, of actual potency of those things. Whereas the paper, I guess, technically, as long as the consciousness is connected, if you recognize your powers of co-creation, you can engage in that way and have access to medicine that goes beyond the scope of explanation. Even for those that have problem with homeopathy, you think, what are they going to have a problem with this, uh, this idea of writing it down on a piece of paper and putting it in your pocket? I can't reach those people that can't go there. That's okay. But I will say for Ruby's question, absolutely. Now, could you utilize it in terms of urine therapy? That's an interesting question too. I have argued that yes, indeed, you can t take the urine that some people are drinking and some people are grossed out about, totally understandable, and utilize it in conversion to a homeopathic remedy. And then take the remedy itself so you're not actually drinking your own urine in any quantitative manner. And maybe that you can get you past it and you can get some benefit from it as a remedy. But then can you do write down what? Urotherapy? I don't know what the word would be. I guess you, is the Latin name for urine. What is that in terms of your urine? So what are you writing down on that piece of paper, Super Don? Do I, is this a secret? You're obviously engaging I, and trying. I just had a coffee enema. <laughs> See, you you solved it. You always find a way, you sneaky little thing. You, uh, you, you now have taken a paper version of a homeopathic coffee. <laughs> there, you, now you can leave I, me alone. I can't put it past you in that regard. So you're you're too crafty. I cannot even attempt to outwit you, my friend. Good job. Anyway, thank you, Ruby, for that question. I got to say, I just answered her on the air. Just <clears throat> let's see. I'm going to just tweet back. Just answered your great question live on the show moments ago here we go i'm, I'm just like go. the poet today just answered your great question live on the show moments ago yes boom and i'm going to include you at it's super dawn all right oh hey did you hear about the new um Social media platform that uh, Meta put out that everybody's joined. They got they got like a hundred threads. Met, they got like a hundred million people signed up in like five days. I hear Musk is and Twitter are suing them for taking it proprietary information because oh, a lot yeah. of ex Twitter employees went over to Meta to do yeah. this. Yeah. So I I uh, because it, the, the the way it works is if you have an Instagram account, mm -hmm. it you get an invitation. The threads, uh, the threads. So we have a threads account. All right. Well, what can for we what, do with whatever it? it's worth. Because technically, we're live on Facebook somehow. So maybe yeah. threads would pick it up. You know, yeah, would reach know. more people. I don't know. We're on there. I didn't do anything with it. We've got like a hundred and some odd followers and all that stuff. So okay. Well, your we reputation have, precedes you. You also have a TikTok account, and we do, but we don't. I haven't don't been active with it. with it. No, yeah. I did a few things with it, and it was kind of cool, actually. Well, when I was but talking, I don't have time for that crap. No, I know, and like, that's why I was talking with Tim James about that. No. You know, Tim was, you know, how 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 have these programs that have just started up recently grown? Because they have social media people that take snippets of shows and put it out there, and suddenly it goes viral. And we have thousands of hours of material, and we can't, we don't have the time to do it. I don't no. know. We've not connected with the right person that we could afford to do it with. I guess. Um, but Tim, maybe will send us some ideas there. Uh, and we mentioned, did you get a call back from our, 
friend that works with uh, Jeffrey Smith? Not yet, no. Okay. I, I, I worked until uh, it, was, it was about almost midnight last night. So I just, I, it was because it was, I'm trying to get ahead of the game here for, right, right. for this week because we're going to be doing other things. So I will, though. It's, it's on my list okay. because I, I do want to get that taken care of. Yeah, good for Lord. sure, man. So much to uh, do. Steve McCann. Steve says Elon says that Threads is like Instagram without the pictures. It's it's really it it's very similar to to, to Twitter. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I I've read that uh, Zuckerberg uh, says that Threads is going to be a kinder and gentler uh, experience than mm-hmm. Twitter was. Okay. Um, for whatever that means, which I don't know how that works exactly, unless that's a, we are going to determine what it is you can and cannot say, and we'll censor you. Yeah. That, that's what I hear when I, when I see that. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, the whole, uh, Elon Musk Zuckerberg thing started about a week ago mm-hmm. where they challenged each other to a cage fight. And, uh, Dana White over at the UFC was just like, okay. And, and apparently they, they were at least acting like it was serious. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know how that would work. Well, I may know how it would work, but I don't know how that would turn out because right. whether you like him or not, apparently Zuckerberg has been training in jujitsu. Uh, that's kind of a thing. Not I not because of the break, challenge, but he was doing that prior to that. I think he's going to break out like a Dark Lord of the Sith lightsaber because <laughs> he looks like a you know something from that uh, alien universe. Yeah. Uh, I just sent you a, a link on Facebook. Um, Frank Cousineau mentioned a man that we've had on this show. It's been some years ago. Peter Starr, S-T-A-R-R. He has been, you know, rel- relentless in his uh, promotion of the fact that you could overcome cancer, particularly with him prostate, if I remember. And he survived decades, decades uh, mm-hmm. with the things. He wrote a book about it. We featured him on the show. And um, Frank just sent me information we, I didn't have before we went live uh, that was just posted two days ago. Um, Peter Starr's family would like to invite you all to a celebration of Peter's life. So apparently uh, Peter Starr passed away recently, right. and I didn't know that. But he, again, he was a, a success story. He lived decades beyond the doctor's uh, diagnosis of, of his cancer. Right. Uh, so they're going to have a celebration of life uh, in Colorado at the Sunrise Amphitheater in Boulder on the 18th of July. If anybody knew Peter Starr from this audience or whatever, um, I'll, I'll share that as well. I, do you have, do you have the ability to open that page? We can show a picture. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it. Hold on. Yeah. So let me just share there. Sharing now. So yeah, another, another legend, another uh, incredible soul that, that was on this journey uh, to help people. Peter Starr. Uh, has passed away recently and he's in another place, a better place. But at the same time, again, he's helped a lot of people uh, over the years. Again, many decades beyond the prognosis that he was given. So another great guy. Mm-hmm. And yes, I met him at, I believe, Cancer Control Society many years ago. So I want to acknowledge Peter and uh, condolences to his family and friends as well. So thank you for sharing that. Nice. Oh, my goodness. Great name. Peter yeah. Starr. Yeah. Good sounds guy. like sounds really like he's holding. He's got the guitar thing going on there. So mm-hmm. did, that definitely. I guess did he play music? Was he a, a recording well, yeah, he artist? Music. Or he or? rode motorcycles. He is right. a Brit, as far as I remember his accent and everything. But gotcha. I don't know if those were some of the years that got deleted by YouTube or if that's still up archives with him on the show. 
but yeah, I've interviewed him a few times over the years. My wife would know how many times, but regardless, it's in the database and now got to acknowledge the passing of another awesome soul on this journey. All right. All right. Anything else coming in through social media, through uh, various uh, chat rooms, like at robertscottbell.com or on the various platforms. I don't know what's going on in rumble today. Everything. Okay. on rumble, all quiet on rumble, but it, we, okay. we we're on. Okay. Very good. All right. So what do we got going on tomorrow? Oh yeah. Let's look at that. Uh, calendar tomorrow. Tomorrow, Josh. Josh gets uh, get gets go. Where are we? What is tomorrow? On uh, tomorrow would be the twelfth. Okay. Yes. Yeah. John gets go. Josh gets go. Yeah. Uh, senior lecturer in sociology. Actually, it's, it's, it rhymes with "let's go." I think. Yeah, I remember that's so. right. Yeah. John gets go. Josh gets go. Uh, senior lecturer in sociology criminology at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. Hey, I went there. Hey. Studied microbiology there for a time. Uh, so uh, we'll see what he's got to say about a lot of stuff. Speaking of Jerusalem, yesterday yeah. I was watching an interview that uh, David Draymond, the lead singer of Disturbed, uh, mm-hmm. was doing. By the way, I think I mentioned to you that he he had an incident with his arm and he had a tumor on his on his radius. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Turns out it was benign, which is oh, good. Good. All right. But um, yeah, and, and I was trying to remember his history. He actually he was a classically trained um, cantor. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. That explains the singing, right? Yeah, and that's the reason why he's he's got the voice that he does because he goes into things and he just has he has an amazing voice. But yeah, he was a he was a cantor for, I guess for many years. That's his his uh, history. Neil Diamond played a cantor in the Jazz Singer. Did he remember that movie? No, no. Uh-huh. I do actually. I don't think I watched it. But oh, all right. I was not into those kind of movies. That's where the song "America" comes from. That movie he wrote. Okay wrote music for that all right love on the rocks different things like that yeah but america was the anthem that's been played and that was part of, in fact that was part of the patriotic musical uh cries of freedom that our ariana my daughter was in it did america i said how come you didn't invite me to sing that like dad you're not in the play um I'm like, yeah <laughs> you can sing though that i can in that we have proof diamond. yeah so i've been invited back to sing again with her band right Rachel is telling me, although today she she might rescind the invitation after I pointed out that she was eating uh, some dried strawberries that I didn't approve of. But yeah. no, she she takes it well. She's so tough. She's so awesome. if you go sing so, again, though, are you going to sing the same song? Or are you gonna sing, yeah, I encourage her. I said, dude, can we do a different Neil Diamond song? She's like, no. It's not a big, it's not a, I mean, not as big of a crowd favorite as Sweet Caroline. Right. It's like, that's the thing. That's become an right. anthem for so many people. So what am I going to say? Right? right. I got to just do, go roll with what I can. So if I'm back in town in time for that, I think it's going to happen on July 24th. All right. Uh, we'll see. There's so much going this on. This time you got to wear the shirt. I don't have a sequin shirt. I'm not wearing my dad's sequin shirt, but I'll no. wear something better. I mean, it was like, I was not prepared for that but i might try to do something i'll ask my wife for some advice on that uh if i go for that I when is it the july the 24th oh, that's a monday that's not night. That long from now i was gonna see maybe i might be able to find you something <laughs> no seriously oh my god i bet you we could find something that would be some kind of costume you know sequined uh thing there steve you wants know. me to sing forever in blue jeans eh. i'm a blue jean kind of guy it's true yeah but all right. Anyway, all right. No, I well, go there will be video. Offer. I'm assuming, right? If I do it, we'll yeah. see. Okay. I, I I really want to be able to warm up my voice to be able to hit some of those notes better. But 
if I do it. I'm just You're turning into a diva now. What's going on here? No, I mean, isn't it normal for I singers to I can see you backstage. Me, 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 me. La, 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 la. Look, you're the, you've got the actual <laughs> voice. You've actually done, I haven't been singing in a choir when I was in elementary. That's since elementary school, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Before my voice broke, I'm thinking that's how far back it goes. So it was only singing with Neil Diamond through my years of emergence sure. that my voice was trained to sound somewhat like that. That's why I can sing it but I'm not a singer. Let's just say that. And I'm honest about it. I'm, I can deprecate myself in that way. Cause I don't pretend to be a singer, but don't those, deprecate yourself. That's yeah. Not nice. That's not very nice. Yeah. Don't do self deprecation. No, unless it's humorous, but don't negative self talk as, as a, uh, our, our good buddy Laban Ditchburn says no negative self talk. Uh, so let's see, we got that tomorrow. I've got a bunch of trainings going. Oh, I'm on a show, a radio show tomorrow. Uh, it's called Wellness Wednesday. I don't know. I'll probably be talking Cardio Miracle on a radio show tomorrow a little bit. That'll be fun tomorrow morning. Um, other than that, there's loads going on. We got the uh, RSB Family Union. Thank you to Leslie and family. Maho Expo next weekend, Columbus. And then I'm going to fly back to uh, uh, Branson, Missouri to do this recording, apparently, with uh, Jim Baker and the PTL. Uh, which is going to be talking about nitric oxide. So that, that'll be an interesting new audience to, to connect with. We'll see what happens there. All right. And with that, anything else going on? I think that's it. We're wrapping it up here. Well, thank you all for being here. Hi, Mom. And hi, Michael Bolton. Uh, thank you for all y'all being here and chiming in. And I thank you to Tim James and as well. Uh, uh, thank you to Bob Bree being here, although he was quiet. And Frank Cousineau from Cancer Control Society. Remember, uh, there's lots of cool events coming up, including the one in September in Las Vegas, the Biomed Expo. Go ahead and get tickets, uh, make your reservations, and we'll see you there, too. And right. God willing, we'll be back here less than 22 hours from now. Yes, sir. If you can handle it. See you tomorrow. <laughs>